Hi, this is Xantar from the Holy Shat Podcast. You're listening to HearthCast. Welcome to HearthCast, episode number 155 for patch 5.1, made possible by OpenRaid.org. Today we'll be asking the question, where are we now? And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, I play a goblin hunter. And this is Root, and I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. Coming up on episode 155, we have an epic interview with none other than Anne Stickney from the WoW Insider Podcast. We're going to talk to her all about lore. We also have a wonderful game of Hearthcast AoE with none other than Zentar from Holy Shad. And, um... Yeah, we're going to have to find out how bad I threw myself under the bus <laughs> last week. And of course, we have some scandalous confessions from none other than you guys. So, hey, Freck, how was your week in the world of Warcraft? Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. You know, we just had that WoW meetup at the uh, the Fashion Scrum Mall. That actually went better than I thought. That was pretty cool, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It was crowded. Well, not crowded, but it was one of the larger meetups that we've had. Yeah. And it was neat. It was longest meetup we've ever longest had. Longest meetup. We we left after three hours. Three hours. I had to get home. We were the first people to leave. Yeah, I know. That's good, though. I had to go yeah. pick up my son from some robotic competition thing he was doing. Yeah, I had to take my husband dinner because he yeah, was hungry. <laughs> that was funny. Well, what you know what was funny is how you responded to him. What? You're like, he's, he sends you a text like, I'm hungry. You send him a text back. It said, I ate already. I ate already. <laughs> <laughs> Why so bad? That's not the response a husband wants. A husband wants, what can I get for you, dear? Not, but I already ate. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Would you like fries with that? That, that, But I did bring you home stuff. Well, I know, but you still responded weird. I felt, I I can empathize with him. Look, we have this conversation, he and I, at least four times a week. Oh, do you? There's no offense taken. All right. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I was concerned. Nah, it's fine. Um. So you had it last week. I've hardly done anything on my hunter. What are you doing? Just, I'm doing pet battles. Yeah. I know. Pet collecting more specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Why? Well, I'm worried that you may not be getting enough work done during the day right now. Uh, I am. It's fine. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because I got like a lot of messages from you about, is the server up? <laughs> uh, can I get something to monitor when the server comes back up on Tuesdays? All right, I did. I did work at home Tuesday, uh-huh. Wednesday, uh-huh. and both of those days, you were camping, Freck. I I, t- <laughs> I took a half hour break uh-huh. at a, to play WoW. Well. Yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. And then went back to work. Uh-huh. I got my work done. It's fine. Um, so where I was at last so, week? Well, let me what? ask you a question. How long did that that a half hour break actually? Half an hour. <laughs> How long did you, you play? See my time sheet? No, I, I don't want to see your time sheet. No, no, no. It's quite all right. Uh, so where I was at last week, um, I was in Outland, and I was missing two zones from the the Tamer one. Now, the Tamer achievement, all you have to do is go to each different zone and just tame any pet from that zone to okay. get credit for it. The problem I was having was in Storm Peaks, there was nothing there. Because the only thing that spawns there is the Arctic Hare, and it only spawns when it's snowing. 
Oh, yeah. Do you know how often it snows in Storm Peaks? Uh, by our episode a couple weeks ago, you said rarely. Not that, right. Not that often. Yeah. So, exactly. So, I was still having this problem of not, of it not snowing. Um, the other, the other thing I was trying to catch was the scourged whelping over an ice crown. Mm. And is a pet, I wouldn't, I want to say it's a rare pet, but that's the wrong word because rare can refer to the quality. You can get a squirrel that is poor uh, okay. or rare. So I think I'm going to start calling them elusive pets. Oh, what do they call them in the game? They call them rares? No, they oh, don't they call don't, them anything. Okay. Just there's no distinction until you look up at a wildhead and people, you've got pages and pages of people complaining they can't find it. I like elusive. Okay. So there, so it's like stab, stab yourself in the face, elusive was this. Scourge whelping over over an M, Sindrosa's fall. I was about to say that elusive added like an allure of mystery, but now it just sounds painful because you're stabbing yourself in the face. It is painful. So I had read this theory on the elusive pets that if you track what time the servers reset, Mm -hmm. sometimes right when it resets, you can get a lot of those elusive pets. Right. There are some that... Will come there, but they also have a big wave 24 hours later. After the reset? Yes. Okay. So I was home on Tuesday when the server reset, and I went on Whisperwind, and there was none elusive. The whelping was not there in Ice Crown, but it was snowing in Storm Peaks. I'm like, all right, got my little rabbit. So then the next day, I checked over an Ice Crown, um, and I flew there, nothing there, kept it open, then went back to work, and then um, kind of flipped back and forth for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And about five minutes after I'd been sitting there, I saw three. Three? Yeah. But by the time I went to battle one and finished and caught it, the other two were gone. Oh. And I didn't see anyone else around me. Hmm. So they might ha- even have like a despawn timer. I'm not sure. They might go away, yeah. They might. I don't know. The other really hard to get pet, another really elusive one is the mini fernal. And what is in Fellwood, there's these uh, kind of like swamp pools, like green lava pools oh. where all these like fiery infernals yeah, yeah, walk around. Yeah, yeah. Apparently in that area, it's like a little mini version of the infernals will spawn. Oh, really? That you can take. Oh. I haven't seen it yet. Where's this at again? Fellwood. Yeah. It's all corrupted yeah, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. So. so it might be a goal for next week because I'm usually home on Wednesdays. True. It just works out better. Yeah. So I might hop on and test it there yet. Because I might have missed, since I got the, the scourge whopping, I might have missed my window. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, at that meetup, you know, we have a real ID exchange list and yeah, added like some that. more people. And one of the people that we met from the meetup, we actually ran a queue together. Oh, how fun. And then Blackwing Lair. I did this on my Gnome Rogue. Yeah. He had to help me get a tune to Blackwing Lair because I forgot I hadn't done that yet. That's <laughs> annoying. I know. I know. I thought it was going to be right inside the instance to turn in. No, it's like all the way at the end yeah. Yeah. of Ubers. Ubers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had a pretty weird facial expression when you said that. I did. <laughs> you know, like Ubers, and you kind of looked off to the right. It was cute. Oh, Anyhow, <laughs> see that's the beauty of you know podcasting this. Yes, I can make all kinds of faces. Yeah, like right now. But you didn't make a face. <laughs> Just to pretend I did. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I made you make that duck face last week. 
I know, but see, we had synergy here last right. week, so he would have called me out if I didn't. I'm like, make my face. <laughs> it's just you. I'd just been like, yeah, I'm making a duck face. No, I would have called you out, too. Oh. I you know I would. Yeah. So when I ran a Q, you're going to be so jelly. Oh, let me guess. Guess. You got a mount. Yes. Everybody gets a mount in No, no, no. I got the one that you can use outside the instance. Did you get the red mount? I did. Oh, you're right. I'm jealous. The thing is cool. Man. I guess it's the same as the other ones, but... But it's red, and you can mount it outside. And it, like, makes a weird noise when you make them jump. Oh? Yeah. I have to show you. Okay. I was going to ask you to do an impression of it. No. So, Root. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, No. Root's not here. <laughs> so. No. <laughs> after last show. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let's back up. No. Let's play, <laughs> let's play a clip from last week's show. Because last week I asked you how many accommodations you had. You said 3,000. Because you said obviously you had enough to buy the pet that yeah. I've been saving up for. Uh-huh. All right. Let's roll the clip. Are you sure you have 3,000 and not 300? No, well over, well over 3,000. Every time you confidently say how many of something you have, a no, lot no, of times this, you're I'm, off. No, no, 100%. Okay. 100%. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you went home. I went home. You checked. I checked. On how many combinations you actually had. Yeah. 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 Were you right? Um... Also, only a decimal place off. <laughs> decimal place yeah. off. Yeah. Just, you know, you move that decimal place one to the right, and it was, <laughs> I was fine. So you had 300. Had. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got more now. Oh, really? Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. I have 458 now. now. <laughs> it might be 500. But <laughs> I don't know. I was so confident, Freckle Face. so confident. Face. So confident. I know. <laughs> I even told you every time you're confident yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. funny. Well, I'm glad you find the humor <laughs> in it. I'm just glad you didn't get the pet cage before I did. That's all. I don't even want the pet cage. I know. That's why I'd be more <laughs> mad if you got it. I know. Ay, ay, ay. So other than that, what's been going on with you? Oh, let's see. Um, dead guy texted me. As he crossed the border from Canada to the United States on a Greyhound bus. He texted me too. On Tuesday when we normally run our Shaw group. Uh-huh. And I didn't know he was, I thought he was home. I'm like, great, we're doing Shaw. He's like, uh, no, I'm on a bus. Oh. And so, you know, we, we do our Shaw groups with him on his server on Tanaris. We do cross realm Shaw. I'm, I'm a creature of habit. So I'm like, what do I do? So what did I do? I jumped on Open Raid. Not to you know, not to throw too much of a commercial out here, but I jumped on Open Raid, went to the Horde chat channel, and like two seconds later, guys like looking for more for a shot group. He's, oh sweet! He gives me he goes he goes message and he gives it the battle tag. I add him as a friend. I'm like, hey, this is Root from Open Raid, and boom, I'm in a group. Wait a minute, you didn't tell me you're doing that. I did. You did. I did. I don't remember. Why well, didn't tell you? I said I told you I was running. After, oh, yeah, you did not invite me to your group. No, I did not. You weren't even on. It didn't matter. I could have got on. Oh, okay. Well, anyhow, did that. Nothing dropped. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean nothing. Like, oh. nothing, nothing. You didn't even get 28 gold? Nothing. What? Nothing. Did you already run it? No. That's weird. Nothing. So I'm like, whatever. 
So I'm like, well, it's Tuesday night. Let me go ahead and queue up for uh, Terrace, you know, the last LFR. Because I run them in reverse order. Right, right. I really, really, really want my shot touch weapon. Freck, I'm a patient guy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. When it comes to LFRs, I try to explain things to okay, people. Right. You know. Let me just give out a little PSA here on uh, Terrace. When you're fighting a dragon guy, right? Right. And it's nighttime. You get this little stacking debuff on you for the fear thing, right? Right. Okay. You know it's got a little beam of light that shoots down in the middle of the dark? Don't stand in the light. Oh, don't? Don't. Run through it when you have like between 9 and 12 stacks. Uh-huh. Just run through it. Maybe pause for a half second. It'll drop your debuffs. Because here's the thing. There's another thing that happens in said raid. And that is like the purple swirl of death underneath your feet. Right. Well, if you got a couple people standing in the same spot, meaning the light, and a purple swirl of death appears underneath their feet, guess what? It's under your feet too? And everybody's getting feared. Oh. Yeah. All right. So there's your PSA. Do not hover around in a light. Even in LFR. Some people are like, no, man, that's okay. You can do that in LFR. I'm like, no, don't, no, don't. I've had a bad habit of doing that. I well, don't know. Stop. I just saw light and it just looked yeah. good. Well, everybody does. Oh, there's a light. I must stand in the light. No, just run through it. It'll just. Okay. okay. Have you made a macro? It's, it's I am. A I'm going okay. to make a macro. I actually told Hoofa this yet. I'm making a macro yeah. that says this. Now, backing up, before the dragon guy, the three guys who I call you know, either Car or KRA, just depending on which, because that's the initials of their names, KRA. Oh. That's the order you kill them in. K-R-A. Or K-A-R. Whatever. We white on these guys. Freck. That's crazy. Let me tell you how crazy that is. I have never wiped on terrorists before. I don't think I have either. I didn't know how to get back into place. (laughs) I'm running around. People are like, well, come on, let's go. I'm like, come on, let's go. Where? (laughs) How do you get back in? And it's here's the thing, like the mini map, you know, your corpse is this way, you know, points it up to it, your little right. red arrow. Well, to get in it, you have to go down a slope, hang a hard, you like hairpin turn right and go up a slope. So the little pointer thing, and you're going up a hill while you're doing this, like zigzagging, you got to oh, go down right. and it, then up. It, it gives you an arrow as the crow Yeah, as, as the, the crow, crow flies. flies. Right. Yeah. So assuming you don't Not get it, helpful. and that's just making me frustrated. I'm like, oh, this is so stupid. Yeah. Get back in there. Run down, we're starting to, we wipe, like, 30 seconds later, it's a whole nother wipe. I'm like, this is redonkulous. The tanks are, yeah, we lose tanks, whole nine yards, finally get another group. Get those guys killed. We get to the dragon, what do people do? Stand in the they light. stand in the light, <laughs> face. We wipe. I'm like, you know what? This is getting a little absurd, from even from for me. And... Now we got tanks yelling back at each other, you know, trying to put the blame on whom, what, where, why. And other people are just like, you know, you guys both stink. Let's let's move on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I even chimed in. I don't even chime in much. You know, I, I tend to stay out of that conversation. Sure. But I had to bring in just one line. Less QQ, more pew pew. <laughs> let's just go, you know. <laughs> Finally get through that guy. Get to the to to through the trash. Get to Leishi doing the thing that was was tedious. We did not wipe on Leishi. 
but it was tedious. Tedious. Very difficult. Not enjoyable. And so as soon as she was dead and did not give me my staff, hmm. I left the raid group. Didn't finish Shaw? No. 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 Didn't I, get your 80 Valor? I will go back later and 90 get 90 Valor? 90. Oh. I'll go back later. I, I could not continue with that group. It was just, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And I'm normally not like that. But I just couldn't do it. it I, I, I logged, I, I left, left that, I said a couple of things in Guild, I'm like, I gotta go. I'm just mad. <laughs> it just it made me mad. It really, really. Fr- now here's the other thing. There's two things that in my mind I'm working on right now. Actually, three or more, but game related. The first is, let me ask you a question. For money, ten bucks, ten U.S. cash, would you buy a packet of? Fast passes for a queue, just like the amusement parks, get you to the front of the line. How many is in the packet? I don't know, 15. No. 20. No. We're not even 20? That's 50 cents a pass. Come on. I'd do it for one, I'd do it a dollar a pass myself. Really? Heck yeah. Front of the line, fast pass. But I do stuff while I'm queuing, though. Well, you can do stuff after you're done. No. It doesn't matter when you do it. Well, that's true, but it's not saving me time if I'm using that time to do their stuff. It's saving you time because you can do the stuff later. You're getting the, the raid out of the way. There are people, Freck, like me. Right now, I'm not doing a whole lot of dailies. So for me, I want to get in on, on a Tuesday night, limited time to play. I want to get in. I want to get my raids out of the way. So this is your Hey Bliss? This is my Hey Bliss. I will gladly pay 10 20 you know, 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Back it up, bro. I'd pay 10 bucks. Easy. Let's see. If you do all five in a week, though. I got two weeks? Mm. <laughs> Bring it. Put me in the front of the so. queue. Front of the queue. And it could be just like, you know, you queue up and you get that little thing. Do you want to use a pass? Yeah, I do. Bam. Front of the line. That'd be attached to your character or attached to your account? Ooh, I'd attach it to the account. Okay. Absolutely. Front line. But that's easy money for Blizz to collect. You know, what I think would be more helpful is allowing people to select multiple LFRs to queue up for. Hmm. Think about it. If you have... See, but I don't know, because then you have to redo, like, if I get paid for one LFR queue, then it's got to restructure all those other ones I was trying to build. I guess, but it it does that for, for random heroics. Mm-hmm. Because if you think if you have you have a you know twenty DPS and all of them need to do all five, but then rather than having them, or maybe maybe there's some assortment like rather than having just randomly pick which one to go for and it being kind of spread out, just assigning whatever has the most people for it. Hmm, maybe. And I'd rather give just take my money, take my money, put me in the queue. Like my idea better. <laughs> <laughs> Because there shouldn't, there shouldn't be that much of a queue that people would want to pay to get out of it. I don't want to pay to get out of it. I want to pay to get in front of it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Not even be in it. Is that, you know what I mean, yeah. I do, yeah. But that's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. Your way would get them more money. My way would be more logical, I think. Okay. Yeah. I tweeted uh, Ghostcrawler about it. I saw that. He, he did not respond. respond. <laughs> That's He's right. got a lot of tweets. It's okay. He's leaving Twitter soon, anyhow. Oh, I see. 
Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna, well, okay. Other thing. Um, cool site I found from uh, my CEO at Riptide. Uh, he let me know about uh, Wow Auction. That is W-W-W-U-C-T-I-O-N. Wow Auction. <laughs> Got it? W-O-W. Yeah, W-O-W Auction. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but it basically it uh, scans the auction houses. All of, I think all of them. You can choose your auction house and it'll scan your auction house. Uh, once every hour, and amongst other things that I like that it does is it tells you if there's stuff that's grossly underpriced, which is really nice. I have flipped considerable stuff this week. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. So you try it out and it works? Yeah. Oh? You have to be really careful about it. Um, you can't just go, oh, look, here are these four things that are grossly underpriced. Let me go buy these real quick and I'm good to go. No, no, no. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is look at it. See that, okay, this thing is grossly underpriced. You click on it, and it gives you a little more research. Like, this one is listed uh, at 10 gold. It normally sells for 700 gold. But then you click on it, and you realize that, okay, this is an object that most people are selling for about 10 gold, and a couple of people sold it for 5,000 gold to try to move some money around. Oh, okay. So the numbers are skewed. So you don't gotcha. want to be careful on that. And it'll also give you more averages, how many times it's been seen, and some other stuff. So you can tell, like, all right, that number is a true number that it's a good deal, or that number is not a true number, it's a skewed number because of the numbers just don't. They There's don't just work. too few data for it to be accurate. Yeah, yeah. So the okay. average isn't right. So you do, you just can't take it on face value. You got to do a little bit of clicking to get through it. Uh, but I thought that was cool. So Didn't... if you're at work, are you looking on this website and then going on your phone and searching for the item? Um. No, I just have another tab open for the remote auction house. Oh yeah, you can do that. <laughs> and uh, it's cool. I mean, if you really want to get into it and, and use like the Undermine Journal next to it, then you can get. Re- I mean, the data is immense, but I don't have any time really at work to, to be doing it. I mean, it's, it's bad enough that I'm actually bothering to do that part. But since my CEO knows that I'm doing it, and he's actually doing it now too. It's okay. Now we're in like kind of a little bit of competition with each other oh. <laughs> on a flipping competition. I'm winning so far, but. <laughs> and uh, he did share some sad news with me. Uh-oh. Yeah. This might be his his uh, end of his wild career. Why is that? Well, he and his girlfriend both play pandas, okay. monks. And uh, they both queued up together in a group. And ran uh, all the LFRs last week. He got four drops. She got none. Okay. He's like, it might come down to wow or girlfriend. Oh, no. And uh, it's like, well, dude, that's an easy choice. Uh, you know, wow. No, kidding. <laughs> I said girlfriend was the right choice to make. Um, but but then they won't have anything in common anymore. Well, you know, and I told him, I was like, you know, if, if we need to take her on some guild runs, man, just let us know. Yeah. You know, we, we, you know we, we, we can hook it down. And he's like, no, no. And I was like, if I need to take on some more mount runs, just let me know. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, I, I, whatever I can do to smooth it over, because you know, we need our stories, though. We need our we CEO do. stories. Oh, there's stuff I haven't even told. Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you offline. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he listens to these podcasts, and I like my job. I really do like my job. Thanks, boss. <laughs> uh, but uh, what else? Oh, I just you know. Been to, this week's been more of a go through the paces and try to do at least something every day, but not had a lot of time. Been farming so. every day? No. I abandoned my farm. Mine too. Yeah. yeah. 
um, trying to get at least, I mean, I don't know. You know how it is with me. Sometimes I have the weeks I can play, sometimes not so much. Right, right. And this has been one of those not so much weeks, unfortunately. Um, in rating, we put a little, get a little pug. We, you know, kind of messed around a little bit, got to the point where we got, you know, through the spirit boss. We decided not to go mess with Elegon this week and we jumped out. So we may do something different this week. Oh, we did and uh, go over and do the part of the um, legendary quest. With Hot Pox, or okay. Hathaway, or Hathaway, whatever his character, it's hard to keep up with. <laughs> his, his monk. And uh, this requires a, a raid group to, to get this boss down, by the way. I know, it's chapter two. It's after what we're doing now. No, no, no. This is still chapter one. No, we already did chapter one. Okay, after you get your 4,000 Valor, right? 6,000. 6,000 Valor. And <laughs> I know, it it's the quest right after that. And then you do your PvP. Because there's PvP elements in uh-huh. Yeah, there's PvP elements coming uh-huh. in. Yeah. Then you got to go kill this dude. All right? Right. It takes an entire raid group. Ten-man raid group. Yeah, I've heard that. And it's not anything. It's not like the dude is just powerful or anything. You have a very close space. You can't pull him out of the rumory resets. And we're on a PvP server, so you may have a little bit of uh, oh. extracurricular activities going on at the same time. So, But that was kind of neat. We got that done for... for uh, uh, hot pox, and I I like that. I like it when I mean it, it. It reminds me of when I did my warlock quest. When you need to go, hey everybody, I need to do this. You like that? I do. Oh. Just requires some effort, you know. And now we're at this point. Okay, who needs to do this? We're, well, all we did is roll into raid night. Are we really going to go before or after? The people are there. Let's go. Now here's a little caveat on it. If you haven't done the questing the area. You haven't done the dailies and some of the questing, at least some of the starting questing there, it's phased. Oh. So you can't go help your, your buddies. So that's something to keep in mind. And you know, Frank, I'm going to be a little sad tomorrow night. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, we're having uh, Ann Stickney on into the show, which is coming up right after this. But in the podcast time warp time frame, you're not going to be here. I know. Because you get the goals. Gotta go. You're going to be out of town. And so it's just going to be me here in the studio. I'll have Ann Skyped in. And then we'll do the thing, the lore questions and everything else. And then Ann will go away. And then magically, you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> so during the interview, folks, when you don't hear Frack, it ain't like, it's going to sound like you don't like Ann. See, that's uh, what's going to happen. Yeah, right. That's it. I love Ann. <laughs> it's going to sound like totally standoffish. <laughs> you know what we need to do? We need to record what? some some questions, and I can go. And here's a question from Freckleface, and I can just play the question. <laughs> Hi, Ann. You know, <laughs> get some clips of me going. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's what we need. Oh, really? <laughs> How interesting. <laughs> just loop it in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. 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 That makes sense. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, so, uh, I'm just going to cue this up and we're going to talk with Ann and then you'll be back right after this. Today's totally tantalizing topic. Where are we now? Brought to you by Open Raid. 
Well, folks, as promised, tonight we have with us none other than Ann Stickney from the Wow Insider Show. <laughs> How are you, my dear? Wow. Not only do you have the kicky little music intro, but you've got like applause. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> And actually, I, I gave you two. I gave you the regular applause and the big applause. I put oh, them together. You're all fancy <laughs> pants on this show. Man. We spare no expense, really. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you? How you been? Uh, busy. Busy. This week has been very busy. <laughs> this well, week has been busier than usual. Oh, I'm so glad you took time for us. It makes me, I, I know, I feel humbled. It's it's all good. I, I, I like made the commitment to you guys before I found out that I had to step in as temporary editor for a week. So, oh man. So y'all took pres- precedence, I guess. And then, oh. yeah. So this week has just been like a discovery in, in what it is that the editors at wow insider do all the time. They do a lot, well, if, a lot, a lot. Like it, if you love the website, you should be giving these guys cookies because it would not be without <laughs> them. <laughs> Well, if Alex ever listens back to this episode, he'll know that you did a fantastic job this week in his stead. So, <laughs> Poor Alex. He's stuck in San Francisco. <laughs> there are worse guy. places. Oh, no, no, no. Not according to him. <laughs> he, he, he was on a path of self-discovery this week, and what he discovered was that he really hates San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd say I was on a path of self-discovery if I was in San Francisco, but, you know... It was more like a business meeting, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. His Twitter has been a delight to watch (laughs) this week. (laughs) I'll need to follow him. I don't think I'm following you and I'm following uh, Matt, but I don't think I'm following uh, Alex. I think I'll just start following him. Most of of the uh, editors and and writers on Wow Insider actually have Twitter. Um, If you check out WRUP, it's What Are You Playing? It's a column that airs every Friday or Saturday, one or the other. Every that's listed on there has a Twitter link oh, nice. there. Yeah, so so it's pretty easy to find everybody and figure out how to follow them. I will do that. I will jump out and do that. So let's talk about you a little bit. How long have you been playing World of Warcraft? Oh, my Lord. Um, Since beta, vanilla. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, long time. <laughs> <laughs> I am old school. I am officially old school. It's actually, it, it's kind of funny. I didn't buy the game right when it came out. And there were two reasons for that. Number one was my finances were kind of iffy that week. (laughs) (laughs) And number two, and more importantly, I was like, okay, you don't want to buy, like, a computer the second it comes out because you'll end up with, like, all the bugs and the stuff that didn't. Sure, right, right. And it's the same thing with a video game. You don't want to buy it the second it comes out because it's going to be full of all the bugs. and And what I didn't realize was exactly how popular that game was going to be. So all of the servers were full anyway. So I was like, okay, well, cool. I can go ahead and hold off on this. So, like, two weeks later, I ended up getting it. And it's actually a really funny story how I got it. Because I didn't buy it myself. There was this dude I was talking to on OkCupid. <laughs> right? And we had been talking for a while. We've been talking about... He, he did ask a few questions about the beta. And we're going back and forth. And he's like, he's like, so did you get the game? I'm like, oh, no, I can't afford it. I'm going to get it at the end of the month. He's like, well, let me get it for you for Christmas. I was like, I don't know if I'm really comfortable with that. He's like, oh, come on. We're friends. We're pals. I'm like, okay. So he bought it for me, sent it to me, and then never heard from me again. <laughs> You know, we have a segment on. If you're out there, Steve, I'm really sorry, but this has been a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
we, we do have a little segment on our show called uh, Wow Confessions. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> you could probably put that under that. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is like, I didn't contact him again and he didn't contact me again. So I like to think that in, in, in my magical storytelling, he met the love of his life shortly after oh, I stopped talking to okay. him. And they're married and they have like six million children, babies. Oh. <laughs> See? <laughs> out it all worked out <laughs> all right so since since beta you've been playing have you stuck with like one race or one class or have you just kind of played it all or, or do you have a main right now my main right now is a blood elf rogue um originally when i first started playing i rolled a night elf druid and i sure. rolled a druid because i was like ooh, shape-shifting that sounds pretty cool um and also because the dudes that I rolled with who were like, hey, come join our guild and join our server when they found out I got the game. They were like, we need a healer. Because uh, the first thing I said was, I want to play a rogue. I want to sneak around and stab things. I think that sounds cool. They're like, no, no, no. You can't play that. We need a healer. You should play a druid. Because <laughs> they can they can be a kitty. And then they can stealth around. I'm like, they could be a kitty? Okay, that sounds cool. <laughs> well, then I found out that I had to be a night elf because of that. Which was okay. Because in the original beta, that's the first thing I rolled was a night elf. And I remembered walking through uh, Teldrassil and being just completely blown away. I'm like, wow, this is the coolest thing ever, right? So it was all good. Um, I got that druid to 60. It took forever because this was before druids were really viable for anything. Like, there was no such thing as a tanking druid. You turn into a bear so that things didn't hit you as hard, but you didn't level as a bear and you didn't level as a cat and if you got to level 60 you didn't spec anything but restoration and you did it so that you could get innervate and cast it on everybody but yourself you innervate with love yeah of well course. yeah because the priests were all like you druid you need to be resto so you can give me innervate <laughs> like, i was like okay i'll do that and throw some of this green stuff around <laughs> fine cool Stratholm, whatever is there wild heart you know (laughs) so um it was a very very long grueling journey because i leveled his resto and approximately two weeks after i hit level 60 the patch came out that made feral a viable leveling spec okay and i saw that and then i realized that the last however long it spent leveling was suddenly made much easier. So I basically gave the alliance the middle finger and rolled horde. <laughs> and I decided, you know what? Okay, if I'm going to level from level one all over again, because I kind of have to, um, there was no such thing as faction transfers. Oh, or yeah. Um, I, I, I said, I'm going to roll the most OP thing that I can think of and make it really easy. So I rolled a shadow priest, an undead shadow priest. And man, I tore through, I tore through leveling like it was nobody's business. Because at that point, shadow priests were so ridiculously overpowered. Mm-hmm. I remember those days. Funny. And it was so much fun. And um, PvP back then was like Terran Mill versus South Shore. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I really missed those. Well, I had a friend who played an undead shadow priest, and he was really into the whole PvP thing. And he was the one who convinced me that coming horde would, or going to horde, would be a really cool idea because then we could talk more. And that I should be an undead shadow priest because, in his opinion, it was the best thing ever to play. Obviously, because he'd been playing it all this time. He was also notable because he was one of the winners of that original honor contest before they launched Battlegrounds. 
or like whoever has the most honorable kills on your server gets a tabard, right? That's what yeah. they got. They got I the remember tabard. that now. Yeah, you remember yeah, that? Okay. Yeah. Well, he was the horde winner for my server at Very the time. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So he knew what he was talking about. Anyway, um, after my priest got to 60, I ended up re- swiftly recruited into a raiding guild because I made a lot of friends over on horde. Um, and my first, like literally, I hit 60. Two days later, I am in a raiding guild and staring at Ragnaros going, Wow, I wonder if this plus 15 fire resist on my wand is enough. (laughs) It was not. (laughs) It absolutely was not. But um, I ended up raiding with them for... The the guild finally split up somewhere in the middle of Ankaraj. And it was mainly because we were a hardcore raiding guild. We raided six, six nights a week. Wow. Yeah, about four to five hours a night. So, I mean, it was like a second full-time job. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy. Will I ever do it again? Heck no! <laughs> I like having free time and filling it with more things to do that are slightly more productive than killing dragons on the internet, you know? <laughs> exactly. But was it fun? Yeah, I had a blast. Um, at that point in time, I was playing on a tablet PC, which a lot of people find really bizarre. <laughs> um, like, like a Toshiba one that's also a laptop or just full-on tablet? Uh, it was it was a laptop one. It was actually an HP Compaq TC eleven hundred. Gotcha. So it's kind of it's got the rotating tank. screen on the top. Right, the yep. rotating screen on the top. I played on that, and I gave myself calluses because <laughs> like a mouse to go with it. So I was using the keyboard nipple. Oh right? my goodness! I got really good at it. And, um, during that time, though, while we were raiding, I also rolled a lot of alts, and I had like pretty much every race, every horde race was something. So I had like an orc shaman. I think I had a Torin druid that I was playing with. I had a troll hunter. And then I had my Forsaken Shadow Priest. Well, when they came out with Burning Crusade, that was after my guild had split up. So I was like, well, now what do I do? Because I've got nothing to do. And this really stinks. And what do I do? And then I decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go ahead and roll a rogue. Because I really wanted to play that back in vanilla. Yeah, and back when you started. Yeah. So I decided to go ahead and roll a blood elf because I wanted to see the new content. That was pretty much the be all and end all reason for that choice was just I have one of everything else let's make an elf um, <laughs> that ended up turning into my main and I've been playing her ever since as my main and I raid with her things a lot I, I don't really <laughs> think I want to heal in raids anymore it's changed very very much because healing in vanilla was you press two for flash heal you press uh, I believe it was Three was greater, or no, three was heal rank four because there was down ranking back then. And then, like, it was the oh my god, shield. (laughs) And that was (laughs) it. Like, that was the extent. Um, Renew wasn't really a thing that you used too much. (laughs) (laughs) But the fun part about raiding in vanilla was not only were we hardcore, we didn't use vent, we didn't use mumble. Did you use the was this with the in-game voice system? Oh, we didn't use voice chat. At all? I, I didn't even know that was. Wow. Until the guild split up, I joined another guild, and they were like, yeah, log on Vent. I'm like, what is Vent? So, like, here I was, the priest heal lead, right, playing on this dinky, crappy tablet. 
as the heel lead, I have to call rotations. Rotations are set on a series of macro buttons. <laughs> I was about to ask you if you're so macroed at all. I'm healing the main tank, making sure that they don't die. And every 10 seconds or so when it pops up on the screen, I'm hitting, okay, group one, stop healing. Group two, start healing. So group one's like regening and group two is healing. And then we flip back and forth like that, right? Meanwhile, popping potions like a fiend because there was no, it was chaos, but it was so much fun. And I didn't realize that that was any kind of a remarkable thing until I started raiding again in Burning Crusade and realized, oh, voice chat makes things really easy. Why didn't we do that? God, why didn't we do that in vanilla? We would have had AQ down like easy. What the heck? <laughs> I'm just I'm struggling trying to even even conceptualize doing that today. I don't I don't think it'd be possible. You could not do it today. I don't think you could do it today. I really don't. I mean add-ons out there will tell you some but it, it was like every raider in that guild was just conditioned to look at their chat box you know and, and when you each channel that you had like healers had their own channels where I was calling heal stuff and it was a different color you made it a different color so that it stood out so that you could see it so everything that you were doing was just by what you were reading and it was it was fun I mean it was a challenge it wasn't easy by any stretch of it. I was playing on a tablet PC, so the suppression room was like two frames a second. Oh, and I had to zoom into first person and face the wall. I couldn't see where we were going. I was just following the Torin butt that I could kind of see out of the corner of my eye, right? And hopefully not dying in the middle of it. It was a lot of fun, though. And, and I mean, in Burning Crusade, I leveled the rogue, got the rogue to 60, and about two, three weeks after she got to 60, I decided to kind of stick a toe back into raiding again. Just kind of tentatively, hmm, let's see let's see what that looks like if it's not hardcore. Let's see if I can do one where it's kind of casual, but not, you know. And it ended up being a lot of fun. So now the raiding that I do, my guild raids three nights a week. That's it. And it's three hours a night. So it's like, oh, it's just a part-time hobby rather than a yeah. full-time job, you know. And I can handle that. That's cool. Very so, cool. Yeah. So other than the rating that you're doing, the question I'm loving asking people right now is, what are you growing on your farm? Plants. Enigma seeds. That's all I plant Ooh. is plants. <laughs> they actually sell pretty well on my server. So when I remember to like actually list them i'm really bad about auctioning <laughs> i'm terrible at making gold like i had so much gold coming into this expansion do you want to know why i had so much gold uh yes i had a pre-patch 1.3 thistle tea recipe that was Whoa. not <laughs> okay and i and i uh sold it to a collector for two hundred and fifty thousand gold oh my goodness wow yeah <laughs> wow and then I promptly bought myself a Crimson Death Charger. <laughs> I was like, heck yeah, I'm rolling in it, man. And, and let's see, I, I bought that. I got um, the Anixia mount. Sure. I, I got that off the black market auction house because, frankly, I can't solo Anixia. I can solo Kael'thas. I can solo Malagos. Actually, I got the one mount that I needed off of Malagos last week. But I can't solo Anixia. Because when she's up in the air, it's like you have to be directly underneath her stabbing her, oh, or strange. you have to be a ranged class. And yeah. yeah, it doesn't really cut it. I'm not quite that uber powerful just yet. So I was like, okay, I don't mind blowing the gold to get this mount because I really, really, really don't want to farm it. Well, yeah, absolutely. 
So I got that one. I, I'm I'm serious about mount collecting and pet collecting. I'm kind of crazy about it. Ah, you ought to check out Open Raid then. <laughs> you go over there and be, it's basically people running uh, cross realm raids, all the old content to get like made achievements to get all the made amounts. I have most of them actually. Um, right now I have 198 mounts. Good, nah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get those other two, sister. What's holding you back? Kilthos not is not dropping ashes. Right? <laughs> so obviously um, not. I the gold. So I mean, <laughs> there's there's actually um, I'm missing quite a few because like I don't have any of the jewel crafting mounts from this expansion, and I don't have, well, I don't have like the heroic meta cloud serpent. I don't have Alani. I, there's a lot of mounts that I'm missing. Now, if so, you're like me and you realize that you're missing, like you know raptor mounts from the trolls or something <laughs> then, yeah or your turtle mounts now that you can go get from from your pandaria oh, no i buy all of those the second they're available <laughs> i'm like oh cha-ching okay oh, that's man. just that's just part of the expense of every expansion for me is which mounts can i get to easily and purchase right away right. okay i'm gonna go get all those right now <laughs> that's what <laughs> i was like when i found out that with the yaks oh um, i like the yaks they're fantastic if these wee little stubby legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I found out the turtles were available, I was like, I'll go get a turtle. And I went and I bought all turtles. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Blizzard. They yeah. did not screw around with those turtles, man. They were like, here, every color and every variation you could ever want under the sun, except for yellow. <laughs> we can't have a yellow turtle. I mean. No. <laughs> I guess that looked kind of weird. I don't know. As opposed I, to the red and blue ones, I'd be okay. <laughs> I, I do like the turtles, though. They're very pretty. I, right right now, my mount of choice is, like, I finally got the Holy Grail. Um, I got a Spectral Tire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been chasing that one down since, like, the TCG came wow. out. And I've never been able to get my hands on it, right? Um, I had a guildy because there were several people who had them up on the auction house on our realm. And they were all, like, 300,000 gold. You know, ridiculous amounts of gold. And I'm like, I can't, I can't afford that. There's just... There's no way I'm not gonna break my bank, and I don't even have that much gold anymore because um I bought the Crimson Death Trooper, so I can't I can't afford these things. Well, I had a guildie who was like, "Man, I really, really, really want to get the collector's edition of Starcraft: Heart of the Swarm." Like, really? He goes, "Yeah." I said, "Man, I really want that Spectral Tiger." He's like, "Well, if you get me the collector's edition, I'll get you the Spectral Tiger." Because this guy is like the one guy on the server that owns the auction house market. Right, okay, he makes sense. That he knows what to do with. So I was like, okay, sure. So I pre-ordered Heart of the Swarm for him and he got me that Spectral Tiger. Uh, I was like... Legit deal to me? Best deal ever as far as I'm concerned. So, cool. He has his... He gets to go fight the Zerg and all of that stuff and I get to ride around on a shiny tiger. That's an awesome story. I like that. I do have a little bit of a confession for you. You might pull a little bit of hair out here. But I'm one of those... I I use, like, the add-ons, like, um, Zygri Guides that auto-accepts quests for me and then tells me... Really? Yeah. And it says, go point direction here and kill six things. And then I go kill six things. And then I basically follow a little arrow around and kill things. Uh, My personal motto is, if it's red, it's dead. (laughs) That's Um, not a bad motto to have. (laughs) Really, but, but then I start thinking to myself, "Why am I killing some bugs and not other bugs? 
why are the trolls? It, you know, it caught up with me basically, and that's what led to this whole <laughs> this whole thing. I'm I'm asking my friends, I'm like, what when it happened? Why? You know? And I took the step back and I said, you know, after talking to uh, several people that that I know, I was like, you know what? You're not really giving me the full story here. So I said, there's only one place to go. And that's go to the source, and that's that's why I contacted you because the source. But I do know. <laughs> I'm like a walking encyclopedia for useless information. Well, you know? Wow. I mean, <laughs> wow. Or Doctor Who or <laughs> oh. about comic books sometime. I could fill your ear about Green Arrow. But yeah, go ahead. Nice. So <laughs> I was wondering if you had like the two, three minute version of everything from like the Titans, the old gods, Illidan, Kel'Thuzad, Seethuden, and uh, Kil'Jaeden, Arthas, Deathwing, all the way up to the pandas. Like, can you bring us on like three minutes from the whole story? Well, I don't know if I can do that in two minutes, man. Um, I can try. Okay. So once upon a time, there was Azeroth. Azeroth was a planet that the Titan either created or came to. We don't know. Anyway, Titans are these beings of order. So they organize a planet like these giant um, closet cleaners, closet cleaning service, right? Put all the life on it, made it all very pretty, and then they went away. While they were gone, the old gods showed up. And the old gods decided, hey, cool, what a nice little planet. We're going to wreak havoc and chaos on the thing titans got word of this said oh no came back fixed the place but they found out that they couldn't just rip the old gods out of the thing because if they did that it would destroy the planet well that's kind of not really very fun at all they decided to do instead was imprison the old gods somewhere in the center of azeroth's giant chewy core and then they decided to put safeguards and guardians to kind of watch over the planet and make sure nothing really terrible happened. That's where the aspects, the dragon aspects, came from. Each aspect was imbued by, with a certain power by one of the titans themselves. That's also where all of these titan facilities came from. They were like testing grounds for creating new life or watching over the planet or cataloging all of the history that went on on this planet. Kind of, you know, uh, a database of, of storage. So when you see Oldham and you see Oldwar and you see Oldamon and now Vale of Eternal Blossoms down there, those are all Titan facilities and they all had particular purposes. Oldamon was just to store information. Oldwar was to imprison an old god and to also create new life up there up north. Um, what happened though with Olduwar was that Olduwar was tied to a signal and if something bad happened in Olduwar that signified that an old god escaped, a signal would be sent out into space. Algalon, this observer guy would show up and say, ooh, this planet is, yeah, I'd say okay, there's nothing going on here. Or he'd say, wow, dang, this planet is totally screwed. And he'd send a signal and then he'd go down to Oldham. Oldham is where the reorigination device is located. If he went there to reoriginate the planet, it would basically make it go explode and then build it all back again from scratch using blueprints. Those blueprints are the Emerald Dream, which you may or may not have heard of. That all involves the Night Elves. So anyway, all of these safeguards were put into place, and then Azeroth was left. Yay! Some time later, some dark trolls showed up to this weird, glistening, magical pool called the Well of Eternity and were somehow transformed into night elves. Night elves were pretty cool. They were really good with magic, but they were also kind of, there was two sides to the night elves. There was one faction that was really cool about nature. There was one faction that was really cool about arcane magic. And they saw the Well of Eternity as this thing that was totally cool and could be used. So they started doing all sorts of things with the Well of Eternity. 
unfortunately, by doing this, they caught the attention of Sargeras. Sargeras was a fallen titan who had been corrupted while he was serving with the rest of the titans. And he formed this thing called the Burning Legion, which was basically there to destroy the universe. Sargeras got wind of this whole Well of Eternity thing and decided, huh, you know, unending power. That's something I'm really keen and interested in having. So he contacted Ashara. Queen Ashara, who was queen of the Night Elves at the time, and very, very pretty and very, very uh, self-adorbed, as it were. <laughs> and he said, hey, um, you know what? We would love to create a perfect universe because you're so perfect and we want to create it in your image. But in order to do that, you totally got to let us onto your planet. And in order to do that, you need to open a portal. You could use the Well of Eternity to do that if you'd like. And she said... A perfect universe with just me and this other guy who's like totally a god because Sargeras seems like he's totally a god. Hey, that sounds really cool. She started work on the portal and the night elves that were the druids and the more nature inspired noticed what was going on and said, whoa, 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 this is bad. This is really bad. That's what started the War of the Ancients. It was the war between the night elves who were really cool about Azeroth and the night elves who were really concerned with arcane magic and bringing the Burning Legion. As the Burning Legion arrived, nature elves fought the arcane elves and the Burning Legion. In the middle of all of this, you have the aspects, including one called Neltharion. Neltharion was the earth warder. He kind of watched over the earth and what was going on. Because he was watching over the earth, and the earth is where the old gods were imprisoned, he went a little cuckoo. The old gods got to him. And they said, you know what? Everybody else is working against you. And you're so powerful, you should totally be ruling the world. You could do that, but you need to create this thing called the Dragon Soul. And it'll let you manipulate everything. And he said, wow, that sounds like a great idea. So he tricked the rest of the dragon flights into imbuing their powers into this little Dragon Soul thing so that he could turn around and use it to control them and destroy them. This all came to the head in the middle of the War of the Ancients, and Neltharion turned from Neltharion to Deathwing. Long story short, Malfurion Stormrage was there, so was Tyrande Whisperind, so was Illidan. Illidan was kind of on the, playing on the side of the Arcane Elves. He wanted to be a sorcerer. And in that process, he found himself corrupted by the Burning Legion. That's why he looks like a demon today. Uh, Malfurion managed to get in and... Excuse me. Malfurion managed to get in. He stole the Dragon Soul, brought it back. Illidan saw the Dragon Soul, stole it from Malfurion, took it to the Well of Eternity and said, Hey, Ashara, look at this really cool thing. And Ashara said, Great, we'll go ahead and use that to augment the portal so Sargeras can come through in all his glory. Malfurion said, wow, that's a really bad idea. Stop the whole thing. Took the dragon soul. Stop the, stop the portal. But the portal collapsed in on itself. And in doing so, kind of detonated. See, at this point in time, Azeroth just had one massive continent called Kalimdor. When the explosion went off, that continent kind of went kaboom and spun out into the continents that we know today. That's how Northern became Northern. The Eastern Kingdoms became the Eastern Kingdoms. Kalimdor is just what was left and Pandaria is down below. Except that Pandaria wasn't part of that continent. And I'm going to kind of tie this into Pandaria because that's where we're at right now. Okay? Sure. Over on Pandaria was the last emperor of the Pandaren. Shao Hao. And he saw, he had a vision. He talked to his water speaker, 
his Jinyu water speaker when he came into power and he he said, okay, I need advice, so what's up? What can you see? And the water speaker looked at the water and said, I see fire raining from the sky and basically this whole place is going to go kaboom and it's got something to do with those pointy-eared dudes over there that we've been talking to a little bit every now and again. And Xiao Hao said, wow, that's a really terrible idea. <laughs> so he decided that in order to save the place and he talked to the jade serpent about this and said what do i do i need to save everybody i need to get everybody away from this and she said well you could move shift pandaria out to the sea and he said okay that sounds like an excellent idea how do i go about doing that and she said well you gotta defeat the shah so he had to go around and defeat all of the shah the major shah that we see on pandaria right now and by defeating them, he imprisoned them, and he also became stronger. And when he finally defeated the last Shah, he went to separate Pandaria. He, you know, concentrated, went to separate Pandaria from the rest of the world, and he couldn't do it. Wouldn't work. So he went to the Jade Serpent, and he said, hey, what's wrong? I thought you said I could go ahead and separate all of this. And the Jade Serpent said, yeah, you can, but you got to take the Mogu with you, and the Mantid, and the Shah. You can't just take Pandaria, because we're all connected. And that's when he realized, oh, okay, so it's not, I can't just save myself, I have to keep the cycle going. And when he realized that, that's when he kind of disappeared and sort of ascended, and Pandaria separated itself and moved out into the oceans, became surrounded with the mists that enshrouded it for the next 10,000 years. That's why nobody knew where it went, or if it even existed. There was kind of legends and tales of it. Um... Meanwhile, rest of Azeroth went kaboom. After that happened, Malfurion said, hey, you know what? I'm going to take this dragon's hole and I'm going to hide it where nobody could find it again. So he did that, supposedly. Thousands of years later, a lot of stuff happened in the meantime, right? Uh, just because the, the nature-loving Night Elves won, it didn't mean that there wasn't arcane-loving Night Elves left behind. And those arcane-loving Night Elves were banned from practicing any kind of magic. Malfurion said, you do it and I'm going to kill you. And they said, okay. Well, they eventually kind of fell into this whole withdrawal, I guess, where they really wanted to use magic and they decided to show Malfurion that yes, they could use magic and they could use it without letting it overcome them by unleashing an arcane form on Ashenvale. Whoa, okay. for, for some reason, like big old storm of arcane power and Malfurion showed up and he said, look, I'm not going to kill you. And they said, yeah, we knew you weren't going to kill us. He's like, I'm just going to banish you forever. Oh. And he sent the night elves across the ocean and said, go to the Eastern kingdoms. I never want to see you again. So the night elves, those arcane night elves left went across the ocean as they got further away from the well of eternity and and from nordrasil the world tree they started changing like physically phys and they shrank and they turned pink and their hair went blonde and they turned into what we now know as the blood elves okay or the high elves at that point they were high elves um and they landed on the Eastern Kingdoms, and they decided, okay, well, we need to make a settlement here. Um, to find the best settlement, they had to travel a bit. Where they first landed was not so good. So they traveled up north, and they found these forests, and they said, oh, cool, we could build a magical city. Plunk, they build a uh, magical city right on top of a bunch of troll ruins. <laughs> <laughs> 
like sacred troll land, like sacred troll burial grounds, right? Belonging to the Imani. The Imani were not happy about this. They decided to fight with the Blood Elves, and the Blood Elves decided to go ahead and fight back. Excuse me, the High Elves, they decided to go ahead and fight back. Only they realized at some point that they were kind of outnumbered, because there's a heck of a lot of trolls out there, right? <laughs> well, in their travels to get up north, they had passed by this this like weird little series of human tribes, some of the first human tribes, kingdoms, what have you, on Azeroth. And they went down and they said, hey, we'd like to make a deal with you guys. And they said, okay, what's going on? And and he said, we'd like you to help us with this little troll problem that we're having. Um, Here's the deal. We'll, We'll teach like a generation of you guys. We'll teach like a handful, 10, 20, 30, 40 you guys how to use magic because we're really good at that if you come help us out and they said okay sure so that's how the humans started learning and practicing magic out of that eventually came the city of Dalaran and out of that original human tribe originally came the seven kingdoms so you had Lordaeron you had Gilneas you had Stormwind down south you had Stromgard you had Arathi you know all of them were there from that original big huge tribe years and years and years and years later and I'm talking like thousands and thousands of years later after the troll problem had been addressed and the blood or the high elves went back to hiding in the forests uh, the humans discovered they had a problem big problem see way down south of Stormwind this big portal opened up to another world and coming pouring through it were these green skinned creatures called orcs that were totally content with destroying everything in their path they raised Stormwind they killed King Lane his son Varian and Varian's guardian of sorts Anwin Lothar and the survivors fled north to Lordaeron this was the first war Basically, the first war was the Horde showed up and they kicked Alliance butt so bad that Stormwind was just completely in pieces. So everybody from Stormwind fled up north and the original alliance, the alliance of Lordaeron formed. And it wasn't an alliance of Night Elves or anything else because nobody even knew about the Night Elves at this point in time. It was an alliance of those human kingdoms. And then also of the High Elves, because they called in a favor and said, hey, can you guys come help us out again? Because we helped you out all those years ago. And the High Elves said, fine, and sent some people down, right? <laughs> right. They also pulled in the dwarves because they had met the dwarves in that time period, and the dwarves were really friendly. They all got together and participated in the Second War. The Second War, to make a long story short, the Alliance kicked the Horde's butt. Like, so far down the line that the Horde just sort of disintegrated. The old Horde was no more. Orcs were taken, imprisoned, and placed in internment camps. They were allergic. They had none of the bloodlust. They had none of the aggression. It was all gone. It was all. It was like the Orcs just sort of ceased to be anything, right? So they rounded them up and put them in camps like so much cattle. In between all of this, uh, one Orc was not taken to an internment camp because he was discovered when he was just a baby crying in the woods. His parents had been murdered by another orc tribe. And this guy named Blackmore decided to go ahead and take that orc in. Not to put it in an internment camp, but to raise it as a gladiator because he figured he could make a lot of money off of this orc, right? And he named the orc Thrall, which was the human word for slave. 
and he raised Thrall specifically to be a fighter and a gladiator. As Thrall grew, he grew with the experiences of humankind, not so much orc kind. Um, he learned how to read and write, and he learned about concepts like honor and, and nobility and learning and being smart. And he also kind of learned that his people, the orc people, were imprisoned. They were slaves. They were slaves just like him. They weren't forced to fight, though. They just sort of sat there. And he didn't understand why that was happening. He decided to bust out. And he got help in busting out by Teratha. And Teratha was kind of his half-sister of sorts. When he was a little baby, he was put with Teratha's family until he grew old enough that he learned to start learning to read and write and fight and all of that. And then they took they took him away from Teratha's family. She missed him because he was like this weird little green baby brother. <laughs> so when he reached out, to, when she saw him again, she kind of reached out to him and, and sent him some books and he reached out back to her. And eventually he said, I want, I want to get out of here. And Teratha, who was basically a handman servant role of Blackmores at this point, said, okay, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll get you out. Even if it means I might be killed, I'll get you out. She broke Thrall free. And Thrall immediately started trying to find his people. Because he knew that not all of the orcs were in the internment camps. He knew that there were more out there somewhere. And he found, he finally found them. He found Grom Hellscream. Grom was a fighter. Only he wasn't a fighter anymore. And he explained the whole lethargy thing. And he said, you know, we used to... We used to be proud of who we were, and that's been beaten out of us. And Thrall said, I, I, I want to free everyone, but mostly I want to know who I am and where I came from. And he had this little blanket that he'd had since he was a baby, and he said, what is this? And Grom looked at it, and he said, that's a frost wolf insignia. So you're one of the frost wolves, so you should go seek out the frost wolves, see what they have to say. So Thrall went to the frost wolves. He met Drekthar. Drekthar said, yeah, you're actually the son of basically the 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 clan leader of the frost wolf the frost wolves uh duraton and draca draca was his wife and you're their son and i thought you were dead everybody thought you were dead we knew that that duraton and draca were dead because they they'd been betrayed they'd been murdered by their own and thrall was like well i want to do something about this whole lethargy situation and drekthar said okay but you should probably let me teach you the ways of being a shaman. Let me teach you the old ways, the good ways, the orc ways, because you're interested in learning your heritage. And Thrall said, okay. So he learned to become a shaman. He was a very good shaman. He went back. He decided to break the orcs out of the internment camps. He ran into this guy named Orgrim Doomhammer, who used to be the leader of the old horde. And Orgrim said, you know what, in the event that I die... Well, he ended up dying in the fights, in the fights to get everybody out of the internment camps. And as he was dying, he said, Thrall, you've pretty much got a new vision for what the orcs should be. And it's a vision that incorporates those old ways, the shaman ways, the ways that we just deserted somewhere in between being on Draenor and coming here. And I want you to lead in my stead. And then he died. So Thrall became war chief of the Horde. And he took all of the orcs and he took them away. And um, that's pretty much where that new horde kind of comes into play. So the, the second war was pretty much... Second war was the horde got kicked. And then in between the second and third war, Thrall showed up. And Thrall took the horde 
out of the internment camps and led them far away where they would not bother anybody. Third war was a little more complicated. See, you remember when I was talking about Sargeras? Yes. Okay. Sargeras didn't get to get his paws on Azeroth, obviously, because when the dark or when that when the dragon soul was taken away and everything went exploding, Sargeras lost his chance. But that didn't mean that he wasn't still interested in Azeroth, and he'd been sending the Burning Legion to infiltrate all this time. Now, there were mages in Dalaran who who saw this, and they knew what was going on, so they formed this council called the Council of the Tears Fallen, and they appointed one mage above all other mages to be the Guardian of Tears Fall. There were many, 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 many of them along the line, but the way the Guardian worked was the Guardian was basically the entire council gave part of their powers over to the guardian so the guardian wasn't just a mage it was like having a dozen mages in one person right wow uber powerful uber powerful um and what that guardian's purpose was was to seek out where the burning legion was at and put put a stop to it agewin was one of these guardians she was the second to last guardian and agewin was pretty cocky she used her powers to extend her life way longer than she ever should have lived. She lived for thousands of years. Wow. And she actually defeated the avatar of Sargeras. Sargeras couldn't come to Azeroth himself, but he could put part of his spirit into this avatar creature and then beat the snot out of things that way. Ajwin caught wind of this, traveled to Northrend, and beat the avatar of Sargeras. And that spirit that was in the avatar went from the Avatar to Agewin, and she didn't know it. She had a piece of Sargeras inside of her. <laughs> so when she decided to have a kid to pass her heritage on to, Sargeras went from her to her child, and her child was named Medivh. Medivh was responsible for letting the orcs on Azeroth in the first place. And it wasn't because it was it wasn't because of something that he wanted to do. It was because he had Sargeras inside of him. He was essentially possessed by Sargeras. And Sargeras wanted to open that dark portal. Sargeras wanted to bring the orcs onto Azeroth. Sargeras wanted to use the orcs as puppets of the Burning Legion. That's why all of that was going on. Long story short, Medivh was killed. He, he pretty much had his head chopped off. And that spirit of Sargeras was gone. Fast forward past that second war. This raven shows up, right? In Lord Run. Shows up, flies into the throne room, and turns into Medivh, of all people, who is apparently not as dead as we think he is. <laughs> and says, hey, King Terranus, something really, really bad is coming, and if you want to avoid it, you need to go to the to Kalimdor, like, now, and bring everybody you can. And Terranus said... You're a bird that turned into a guy and you're kind of crazy and no. <laughs> and Medivh said, okay, turned back into a bird, flew away. Medivh went to Thrall. Only he didn't appear to Thrall. He sent Thrall a dream and Thrall saw this dream. And in this dream was a giant battlefield and it was orcs, thousands of orcs and alliance, like human men in suits of armor, thousands of them. And as they came together and clashed, fire started raining from the sky, and it was like the most terrifying thing. And Thrall wakes up 
like freaked out and then he realizes that in this dream it had said if you want to avoid disaster go to Kalimdor take your people now Thrall was not anywhere near as cocky as King Terranus he said wow okay I got a dream vision I should probably follow that so he took all of his people and he took them to Kalimdor on the way he got stranded on an island the Darkspear Island and ran into the Darkspear Trolls he helped the trolls out and because he helped the trolls out the trolls said you know what our island is falling apart we don't know what to do and Thrall said well do you want to join my horde and they said okay thanks for saving us and getting us out of here so the trolls joined the horde at that point and this was the beginning very beginning of the new horde right Okay. they, they get to Kalimdor and they run into the Torin, and they help the Torin out and the Torin are like wow thank you so much for your help and Thrall says do you want to be a part of this new horde and the Torin say yeah sure why not so they become part of the new horde. And then they felt that there are humans there on Kalimdor. It's not King Tyrannus's humans. See, Medivh didn't just go to King Tyrannus. He also went to Dalaran. And this lady named Jaina Proudmore saw what Medivh had to say and went, you know, maybe this is kind of crazy, but it does make sense. And I think I should take my people. So she gathered up everybody that would go with her and she went to Kalimdor. Now, before all of this happened, though, Jane's a really powerful sorceress in the Kirin Tor, and she was kind of the right hand of the leader of the Kirin Tor, Antonidas. Antonidas had heard reports of this weird plague that was kind of breaking out across Lordaeron, and what happened was people would eat this plague grain, and then they would come back, they'd die, and they'd come back to life. And it was really kind of, oops, yeah, this is bad. This is really bad. Jaina, I'm going to go ahead and send you to investigate this because you're my my right-hand woman. She says, okay. And he's like, I'm also going to send you with um, Prince Arthas, who's the son of King Terranus. And she says, oh, okay. Kind of awkward because, see, Jaina and Arthas had kind of had a thing when they were younger. and they, It was an amicable split, but they had to see each other. So there was all this going on. They were like, okay, well... Yeah, we'll get along. So they investigate all of this stuff. They investigate. Arthas goes from being this noble guy to getting kind of stranger and stranger and stranger until at last they get to the point where they realize that all of that plague grain arrived in Stratholm and all of these people that are in Stratholm are eating this plague grain and they don't realize what's about to happen to them. And they haven't transformed quite yet. They're still human, but it's only a matter of time before they succumb and become zombies. And Arthas says, we need to purge the city. And Jaina says, what are you talking about? And he says, we need to kill all of these people before they die and come back. We need to burn it to the ground and them in it. And Jaina says, I know, I don't want any part in this. I There's another solution. And he's like, we don't have time to look for one. Meanwhile, Uther, who's a paladin of the Silver Hand and Arthas's mentor, is like, what are you doing? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And he's like, I'm the prince of Lordaeron. You have to listen to me. And Uther says, no, really, I don't. I'm going to go back and tell your father what you're up to. And Arthas says, you know what? I'm just going to take my powers as regent and disband the Silver Hand. So get out of here. <laughs> so Uther's left with like nothing and Arthas is free to purge the city. You see this in the calling of Stratholm. That's mm-hmm. what the calling of Stratholm is all about. So the third war happened in two parts, really. There was all this plague stuff going on in Lord Ron, which eventually ended up with the corruption of Arthas and he became the Lich King. And then there was all this stuff going on on Kalimdor. 
See, the Burning Legion wasn't done with Azeroth by a long shot. And all of this plague stuff that was going on on the Eastern Kingdoms was kind of a side distraction thing set up by the Burning Legion. And their real focus was Kalimdor, where that new well of eternity is at, where Nordrasil is at, where all of that power is at. They got Archimond, who was one of Sargeras's lieutenants, to come to Azeroth. And Archimond wanted one thing. He wanted Nordrasil. He wanted the Will of Eternity. He wanted what Sargeras didn't get way back in the War of the Ancients. In order to defeat Archimond, the Night Elves, they couldn't do it by themselves. So what Medivh essentially did was he set it up so that the Orcs and the humans and the Night Elves would all end up having to work together to defeat Archimond and save Azeroth. They did it. They came together and they did it. And that's how Jaina and Thrall kind of became friends. And that's also how the humans and the Night Elves met for the first time. This was before the Alliance as we know it today. Um, long story short, Arch- Archimond was defeated. And everything kind of settled into what we see in World of Warcraft. Where the orcs are in Kalimdor. And they've got, you know, the Tauren buddies. They've got the Troll buddies. They eventually pick up the Forsaken. The Forsaken are the remnants of Arthas's army of undead back when he was the Lich King. They basically, they regained their free will. And when they did, they realized that there was no way they could go back to the lives that they had lived before. They were cursed, essentially, to live this kind of half-life that had everybody looking at them in disgust. And Sylvanas was one of the High Elves. She was one of the leaders over with the High Elves. She was that High Ranger general, pretty much. And when Arthas killed her, he very deliberately brought her back to undeath. He could have left her dead. He didn't want to because he really hated her because she was a giant pain in the butt. <laughs> so he decided to go ahead and raise her back into undeath and then make her one of one of his main lieutenants. And she was ticked about it, but there wasn't anything she could do about it because she was a mindless slave. Well, at some point, this realized that like his powers began to weaken. And that's when Sylvana started to regain her free will. And as soon as she realized that she was doing it, she she plotted to get back at the Lich King. Because he had done this to her, and he had done this to all of the undead that were wandering around suddenly with free will. Um, That's how the Forsaken came to be. And they joined the Horde mostly as a matter of convenience, I think. Thrall saw them and said, oh, you're outcasts just like us. Mm. And I said, yes, yes, we are. By the way, don't mind the plague. (laughs) (laughs) So when you get to Vanilla WoW, that's really what's going on is just the, you know, the aftermath of all of that. Stormwind is still, it's been rebuilt from the first war, but there was this whole scuffle with the dudes that rebuilt the place called the Stonemasons and they rioted and then they were kicked out of the city. They turned into the Defias that you see in Westfall. Yeah. That's how you got dead mines down there. Um, and meanwhile, you've got Anixia. Anixia is disguised as a human living in Stormwind on the Council of Nobles, basically running the city. She had Varian kidnapped. She had the king kidnapped so that she could sit there and run the city and basically create mass chaos. <laughs> sure. Sounds like a plan. Right. Okay. So Vanilla was pretty much about discovering Anixia and what Anixia had been up to. And I'm missing giant chunks of the storyline here because there's all the stuff that happened over on Draenor, right? And all the stuff that happened with the Draenei and how they came to be. 
um, th- there's a lot here that I'm missing, but that's kind of the basic background because you've got the first war, second war, third war, then World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft was all about uncovering Anixia, and then it was about getting rid of her older brother, Nefarian, who had been up to some really terrible things in Blackrock Mountain. And then the focus quickly shifted because it turned out that, that, you know, those old gods that were imprisoned so many thousands of years ago, they weren't quite as imprisoned as we all thought. And one of them named C'Thun was rearing his ugly head over in Silithus. That's why we had to go to Ankaraj. Okay. After that was over with, it turned out Arthas was really not done with us all because <laughs> he sent forces down from Northrend. Um, no, excuse me. That wasn't Arthas. Uh, basically the scourge that Arthas had left behind, the undead. They weren't done with us. And Naxxramas was still floating out there above the Eastern Plaguelands. And uh, Kel'Thuzad was like his first lieutenant in Naxxramas. And that's how that all came about. Somewhere in the middle of all of that, the Dark Portal opened again. Mm. Yeah, which is when we got to Burning Crusade. We go through Burning Crusade and we discover Illidan. We discover Kael'thas. We discover Lady Vash who was one of Azshara's right-hand ladies way back during the War of the Ancients. After the War of the Ancients and everything exploded, Azshara and all of her handmaidens and everybody that, you know, was devoted to her stayed in the palace, and the palace sunk under the waves. And when it was under the ocean, this weird voice whispered to Azshara and said, hey, if you want to devote yourself to us and our cause, we'll go ahead and make you the most powerful thing ever. And she said, wow, that sounds pretty cool. And she got turned into the Naga. That's that's where the Naga came from. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. So, yeah, Burning Crusade was all about finding out what Illidan had been up to, but more importantly... It was there was more of a focus on Kael'thas than you would think because we defeated him once and then he kind of showed up and said I'm not really dead and you're going to have to answer to my master now and his name is Kil'jaeden. Kil'jaeden was another one of Sargeras's lieutenants so everybody was like oh no now what? Well Kael'thas kind of went cuckoo he decided to serve the Burning Legion you know instead of coming back and helping his people that he had left behind and uh I'm getting so scattered with this, and I know I'm way, way over. I'm so far over two minutes that it's not even funny. Do you see what I mean, though, about how there's so much there that it's really hard? You can't just compact it to two minutes. No, you, no, I, that was a, yeah. a a misnomer on my part. Yeah, you just you can't do it, and I mean that's just a fraction of things, and that's that's only barely touching on what we're seeing in Pandaria. If you really want to know the history of what's happened so far on their website blizzard has a guide to all of their games and it goes over what happened in each game it gives you like a brief overview so you get kind of a taste of what's going on as as you move along and it goes all the way up through mr pandaria um in between that there's novels there's books and game there's comic books there's short stories there's all kinds of stuff that explains all of this story but the biggest place the biggest place where this story is contained is in all of those quests that you skipped, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now I got to do them all over again. But though they're really fun. Blizzard should just release a book with nothing but quest text. <laughs> Honey, I love their novels and even I wouldn't buy that. <laughs> all right. Bad idea. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is like, 
when you skip the quests in the game, in vanilla it didn't matter quite so much because there was like maybe a handful that had really huge amounts of story significance. But as time has gone on, those stories have become more and more important. And those stories have always been tied to the quests. That That's the best way to present the story is to have you actually physically go out and do it and experience it, you know? And when you skip that, you're missing out on this really huge chunk of the game, as you can tell, because I've gone on for like a half an hour and I'm not, I barely touched the surface, right? Barely touched the surface. And I missed so much when I was <laughs> going over all that. Like what I told you was like a bare handful of what happened. Wow. Yeah. And I kind of wish you hadn't let me go on so long, but then, then I was like, you know what, if I just keep going and then get to a thing point. <laughs> But I was, you know, I was then, taking it all in, though. It's all great. Yeah, it's fantastic story. It really is. There's so many layers to it. And when I hear people say, well, how come you haven't talked about this character? Or how come you haven't talked about that character? It's because there is so much story there that you can only focus on so much of it at a time. You sure. can't really just blurt it all out. Because you'll end up being there for hours and hours and hours, you know? Um I would recommend, though, if you're looking for more about the lore of Pandaria in particular, the Lore Walkers is this group that you can, like, get exalted with, right? Yeah, you- I did that an hour and, and, when, and skipped all the quest did you, did you do that? <laughs> I, got, I got my little flying sewer cap and then, uh, okay. you know. Didn't. Okay, so you can go listen to Cho's stories, but the other thing that you could do, all of those things that you read... I didn't read kept them. them. No, 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 no. They kept them. Oh. They're on a shelf. They're on a bookshelf in the Lore Walkers oh, area. Oh, so I can go back. You can go back and read them if you want uh, to. You don't I'm going to have to. You can just go in there, check the bookshelf. They're all in order. It's really nice. And, you know, you can talk to Cho at any time to rewatch any of those sequences. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you say rewatch as if I watched them the first time, which oh. I appreciate. <laughs> I didn't think it was really a way to interrupt it once he started in. It's called alt-tab or walk away. <laughs> uh, okay. Man, you just really don't much care for the lore, do you? Well, See you the- know, I didn't. And then, like I said, it all caught up with me when I kind of I, I, you know, took a step back and went, I don't really know what I'm doing. And then you get to the point where you go, I'm paying this company money. I'm enjoying myself with my friends, but I really don't know why. And that's what was starting to bother me. So now I know. I mean, and I, now I don't. I mean, don't take me totally off. Like I like I don't know anything because yeah. I have read some of the books. Um, most recently, uh, the you know Tides of War when 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 Catacomb, Tides of War was fantastic. One of, one of my favorite ones. Um, mm-hmm. Through the Dark Portal, um, um, the Thrall one. <laughs> Anyhow, so but it just it you know like the questions that that really were getting me are like trolls. And when I first saw the trolls, I was like, why are they here? Okay. (laughs) Hit me with the, hit me with the questions that you have directly related to Pandaria. And I'll give you a brief answer. All right. So here we go. We'll start off real simple. Why are we fighting the Klaxi? Some of them. Uh, We're not actually fighting the Klaxi. We're working with the Klaxi to fight the rest of the Mantid. Okay. The Klaxi are a council that, a council of Mantid that have been formed basically to watch over Mantid society and make sure that the Empress and her people aren't going cuckoo. But they're going cuckoo. So the Klaxi have to kind of band together and do something about it. 
that's why we're working with them because we also would like to see the Empress not be cuckoo. That's a good thing. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so that answers the difference between the good ones and the bad ones. Have the trolls been in Pandaria all along? Or is that something where, because I remember reading and reading or, or listening one of the two to them saying that they had been there before or been there all along or whatever it was. Originally, the Xandalar, okay, the Zan, you have to you have to keep in mind, the Xandalar are the first troll tribe. Way back at the dawn of history, every other troll tribe that you see, including the Darkspear, descended in one form or another from the Xandalar. Okay. They are the be-all, end-all troll tribe. Once upon a time, they lived on this place called Xandalar Isle, and it was right to the north of Pandaria. They were neighbors. They were neighbors. And they were buddies with the Mogu, because the Mogu were, were totally interested in kind of uh, enslaving the land, really, just ruling over everything. And the Xandalar were all about that, because, you know, way back in the beginning, they had the troll empires that just basically, uh, they were Kalimdor. That was what was on Kalimdor. They were one of the original races on Azeroth. Okay. The Titans didn't touch them, to our knowledge. Um, so when the Cataclysm happened, Xandalar Isle got destroyed. Mm. And it's been kind of falling to pieces. Back in 4.1, patch 4.1 in Cataclysm, with the Zulaman and the Zulgarub instances. Correct. If you watch the trailer for that, you'll see what the Xandalar's plans really are. They, they want to rebuild the Troll Empire. They want to make the trolls strong again because they've been watching and observing and seeing all of these different tribes splinter farther and farther and seeing us as heroes murder more and more trolls as the expansion went on. And they don't they don't want to put up with that anymore. They want to rebuild to what they were. We beat the heck out of them in 4.1 and they went, oh, gosh, we can't go about it that way. Wait a minute. Those mists that were around Pandaria, they're gone now. And the Mogu were our buddies way back when. So let's go talk to them and see if they can help us out. And the Mogu said, yeah, sure we can. If you help us resurrect the Thunder King. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, right there. that's what's going on. That makes sense now. Yeah. All right. So is there a relationship? I know I now understand the relationship between the trolls and the, and the Mogu. Is there any kind of relationship with them and the Klaxi or the Mantid? Yeah, well, okay, the Klaxi, you have to understand, the Klaxi are just one small faction of Mantid. Okay. The Mantid have always been on Pandaria. They've always been on Azeroth. Um, you know the bugs that you find in AQ and the ones you find up in Northrend? Yes, I do. Okay, they're all descended from the same thing, and the Mantid are one of those branches. Got it. Okay. Um, the way the Mantid work is once every generation, they swarm, and they destroy everything in sight, and they either die or they come back as a powerful warrior, right? That's just how the Mantid work. The Mogu weren't too keen on this. They actually had that serpent, that wall, the serpent spine. They built that wall to keep the Mantid out. So they're not buddy-buddy with the Mantid at all. They don't like the Mantid particularly. They view them as valuable in terms of, okay, these guys know how to rule their people because they rule their own with an iron fist, and we can use that to rule everyone. But we can't defeat the Mantid, so we're just going to kind of keep them pushed out of the way. That's how the Mogu work with the Mantid. And the trolls aren't really involved in that whole equation at all so much. All right, so it's it's kind of a, um, they're there, but it's, it's a matter of convenience. We, they need to be there, but we don't want anything to do with them. It's, it's, we know you're there, and we can't destroy you, so we're going to learn from you, and we're going to keep you as contained as we possibly can. 
makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this may be a little of, of, of me not reading enough or not understanding enough, but with Blizzard, and this is kind of, it kind of feels like Inception right now because we're doing this thing for, for, for Rathion, mm-hmm. and it kind of seems like almost like Inception. Like we're doing all this stuff where we're going in, we're, we're, we're going through the, you know, the terrorists and we're defeating these bosses. But then we're doing this little side quest. It's going to give us a little legendary weapon and stuff for for Rathion. It's kind of like he's got his own little agenda in the oh, game. Oh, he does. He's he is the last black to his knowledge, and unlike his father Deathwing, and the rest of the Black Dragon Flight, who are all thoroughly corrupted by the old gods, Rathion was purified. And if you want to see how Rathion came to be. Go play through the old quests back in the Badlands. They revamped all of that 1 to 60 content for Cataclysm, and a lot of people missed that stuff because, you know, they were already level 60. They didn't want to go back and read it, right? Right. Well, if you didn't read it and you didn't do it, go back and play through it because you'll see exactly how Rathion came to be. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's got his own agenda. We don't really know what his agenda is. And we don't know if he's good or if he's bad because he's the first purified dragon. He's the first dragon, black dragon, we have ever seen that was not tainted by the old gods. And he seems to be pretty cool with us, but we don't know if he's really, really cool with us or if he's just pretending to be cool with us because he's got some sort of ulterior motive. So right now we're like, yo, dude, you got the fat loot, so you're cool with us. Right. So. Well, and Rathion, <laughs> Rathion basically came to Pandaria and said, wow, this is a place that is crawling with immense power. And it's power... Right now, he says it's power that should be understood and protected, but we don't know if he's lying to us or not. But he does know that on the horizon somewhere is going to be some sort of gigantic battle that will make the Alliance and Horde fight look like nothing. Wow. And in order to defeat whatever is to come, he's going to need the help of heroes. So he's kind of tailoring us into his heroes, into his army. And he's also trying to kind of determine which side he wants to side with. Because it's obvious that the Alliance and the Horde aren't going to get together. So which one of these guys is stronger? You know, mm. which which one should he side with? And that's part of what's going on in 5.1 and why he has us, like, killing each other. <laughs> you, you'd think it'd be counterproductive, but it's not really. He's just weeding out the weak. Yeah, let's say it's survival of the fittest for him right now. Right. He's weeding out the weak and he's observing. And we're we're all kind of playing into his game. And we don't know where his game ends. But it's, you know, he keeps handing us really, really cool weapons and things. So maybe he's good. <laughs> That's right. We got a cool gym. He wouldn't, he wouldn't hand us all of these really cool weapons and things like that unless, you know, because it's like, well, why would you arm us up if you were going to, like, turn on us? Because you've just given us the weapon to destroy you. So, hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, we don't really know what all is going on with Rathion yet. We're all kind of playing along. But we do know that Rathion is far more aware of what's going on in Pandaria than anybody else. That, yeah, <laughs> I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I just like going and clicking on him because he makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, well, originally he, he was... Um, he gave the rogues their legendaries back in Cataclysm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you're a rogue, you're really familiar with the guy because um, you end up helping him out and helping him kill his father and the last remnants of the corrupted Black Dragon flight. 
Uh, Blizzard actually has on their YouTube page, if you go to their YouTube, they have this really nice summary of the Rathion quest line. It's a video. It's a series of videos. And it shows you the whole quest chain in detail and what went on with it. Yeah, so if you want more background on Rathion, go there. The voice actor that they've got for him is just astonishingly good. (laughs) I know where I'm going to go before my read tonight. Now, you mentioned, you know, a a bunch of books and everything else. Do you have, like, a favorite author or do you kind of just read them all? Um, I read every single one that comes out because I'm kind of paid to know lore. Sure. And also, I'm really keen on learning. See, the thing is, is, like, I know all of this stuff and I can recite all of this history, even though what I gave you was really kind of convoluted and just barely touching the surface, right? I have it all in my head. Because I'm a weird encyclopedia that way. So whenever a piece of lore comes out, like a book or a novel or a comic or a what, I'm on it. Like, immediately. <laughs> now, do you ever find yourself challenging an author who puts something out and kind of, no, 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 that you, you've no wrong interpretation of this whole thing? or? Um, Not so much. I mean, there are authors... There are authors that I really like, and then there are authors where I go, hmm, that didn't really work out so right. So, like... I, I like Christy Golden, and I love what she's been putting out. Obviously, Tides of War was just fantastic. Um, the books the books have kind of shifted, right? Uh, prior to Cataclysm, the books were kind of standalone pieces that talked about various parts of Azeroth's history. They didn't really tie into the game at all. But when the novel Battering came out, it marked this shift in direction where all of a sudden the novels were directly related to what we were doing in-game. And it was a really good shift. So each of the new novels that come out are, are all going to involve what's going on in the game. And I, and I like how that works. Um, Golden's kind of one of my favorite authors because she really knows her orcs. <laughs> she really does. And, and she also has this real gift for writing dialogue and writing meaningful characters that you kind of care about at the end of things, right? Richard Knack. Knack has written uh, a ton of books for them as well. He wrote the original War of the Ancients trilogy. That kind of explained all that stuff that went on with Ezshara and Illidan and Malfurion and Deathwing way back when, right? Um, he's a controversial author because not a lot of people like him. And, and people seem to like, they don't like him because he introduces characters that aren't really in, you know, in the game. or anything. They, they call them Mary Sue characters, but they're not really. These are characters, <laughs> the, the thing that people understand of these authors, right? Blizzard goes to them and says, hey, we want you to write a book, and we want you to write a book about blah, blah, blah. And the author says, cool, I'd love to write a book about blah, blah, blah. And they start writing a book about blah, blah, blah. And as they're writing, they're sending these chapters to Blizzard and going, is there anything I need? So there's a continual back and forth between the two. Blizzard is watching everything that these authors write, and everything that gets published is something that Blizzard approved of. So if you don't like something that Knack has written... It's not because Knack wrote it. It's because it's something that he wrote under the direction of the people in charge of the story. Sure, sure. Right. Well, where Knack has his gift, he's really good at descriptive details. So battle scenes and things like that, he's really good at writing those. Dialogue, not so much. If you could somehow mush Knack and Golden together into one person, they'd be the best author ever, right? Except that... (laughs) And I said this for the longest time. When Wolfheart came out, Wolfheart is Knack's latest book, and it's about Varian Wren, and it's about the Worgen, and the Worgen coming into the Alliance. And it's also a little bit about Garrosh. Um, 
when he wrote that book and I read that book, I was like, wow, this is the best. This is hands down the best thing I have. Best Warcraft book he's written, period. Um, he, he got the dialogue and he got the emotion into it. He, he got what he was, what he'd kind of been missing. You know, he'd get that emotion every now and again, but it wasn't as present in the book as with uh, Golden's books. Wolfheart, he got it. And if you're ever looking for an Alliance book that makes you, you know, go, yeah, Alliance, kick butt, right? Wolfheart is the book. Okay. <laughs> I have not read that one, so I'm going to download that one on uh, on my Kindle tonight. Oh, do that. They also have an audiobook version if you like audiobooks instead. Um, the one the one book that I really didn't like at all was Cycle of Hatred, and it basically talked about what happened between the end of Warcraft 3, the RTS game, and World of Warcraft, the video game, the MMO. Um, the guy who wrote it was this guy called Keith, uh, Keith R. DeCandido, I believe his name is. Um, he writes, he's written a bunch of different stuff. And I've read his other stuff. And I've loved his other stuff. He's a really good author. But Cycle of Hatred, for some reason, just didn't really click. It, it just, it was kind of an awkward book. And I don't think it was any fault of his. I think that Warcraft is probably just not where he shines as an author. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> his, his other books, like I said, his other books are fantastic. I think he's written Starcraft, too, or Diablo or something like that. I know he's written a bunch of Star Trek books. <laughs> like, he, he's written a ton all over sci-fi, fantasy, and he, he writes very well. And like his other work, it's just this one novel, one novel did not work quite right. Um, probably my favorite, though, would be uh, The Last Guardian, which was written by Jeff Grubb. That's the only book he's ever written for them. But it involves Medivh. And Medivh is like one of my favorite characters ever, right? So I loved reading that book. <laughs> I may have to pick both those up now. <laughs> yeah. uh, if, you need, if you need help, I did put together on, on WoW Insider, there's, there's a chronological guide to all of the books and the comics and the everything else that that have come out and it's chronological it's not in order of when they were published it's in order of where they happen in the timeline so if you start at the top and read your way down you're just going through the timeline from like way back with the war of the ancients all the way to now right <laughs> and that that is actually very easy to find because all I have to do is type in chronological order of wild books and that's what comes up yeah and if you so. go to well, if you go to the main, the front page on Wow Insider, it's right there on the sidebar. Even better, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I googled it, but you know, you can go, you can go right to Wow Insider and get it. Yeah. Well, I will make you this promise. Um, I'll start reading more, more, more quest text. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, you you know, you called me out for it, and rightfully so. I haven't, <laughs> been, I have been reading it, and uh, but I do feel. You know, a little more involved, a little more attached now than I was. I kind of understand a little more about what was going on. The people that get into the lore behind the the behind the video game, it's World of Warcraft isn't just a video game where you go in and you stab dragons on the internet. But by all means, I do love it for that reason. <laughs> I do like killing dragons on the internet, right? Um, there's also this big story behind it and not everybody knows about that story but when you start getting into that story you realize that there are layers upon layers on layers and this is just this giant epic winding tale and I don't know if it'll ever end I, I really don't because they could keep going and they have so many different things to work with that they could keep going indefinitely 
World of Warcraft could be here forever, guys. <laughs> Keep taking my money, Blizzard. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Because, okay. you know, that's my job is to write about it. So the longer it sticks around, <laughs> that's right. the better as far as I'm concerned. It's a really good perspective to come from from there. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they don't want to be bothered reading the quest text or anything like that. And, and I do understand that perspective. But if you don't read those quests, you're missing out on so much on <laughs> so yeah. so so much and it, it adds a new dimension to the game it really does I mean don't get me wrong I love my raiding and, and you know I, I love going around and doing pet battles and things like that but I also really really love experiencing the story that they put together because it's beyond fantastic you know I'm, I'm a converted believer now I'm going to have to go okay start. <laughs> I would say I would say definitely if you want to know more about Rathion because you seem to be pretty keen on the guy. Yeah, and he's I'm gonna so go watch cool. the videos. I, what I would do is I would if you have did you play through the new Badlands? I did not. Okay, I would go play through it. Play through it with a level ninety because the thing is with a level ninety you're finishing the quest like that, sure, right? Sure, sure. And you can just read what's going on and see what's happening. Do that first because then you'll get kind of his backstory. Then watch the videos. By the end of doing Badlands and watching those videos, you'll understand exactly what's going on. All right. I'm going to do that. Okay. I just can't do it tonight because i got to read. But <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. I, and and I, will, I will do that. And I'm going to send some information to WoW Insider with, with, my, with my WoW Insider success story update on that one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so do those. Thank you so much for, for imparting your, your knowledge with us tonight. I mean, I'm just – I'm I'm – humble to be in your presence with all the information so yeah i wish i could have been a bit more organized oh no it was so i would have put together an outline and followed that but i was just reciting off the top of my head which was awesome i was just i was i mean i literally was kicking back in my chair going this is just fantastic (laughs) so tell us how people can find more about you more information about you and wow insider and all the awesome stuff you're doing over there well, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, my Twitter account is Shades O Gray. That's Shades and then the letter O and then G-R-E-Y. Um, and I have nothing to do with me. <laughs> I existed before the kinky, poorly written, I like fan fiction, whatever the heck that thing is, right? It's like a tribute to spousal uh. abuse. I don't know. Anyway... <laughs> But you can follow me on Twitter. I am pretty chatty on Twitter. I will warn you in advance um, about this, that, the other, particularly if I'm watching like baseball or football. Gripe on Twitter. (laughs) Um, And then obviously you can catch me on Wow Insider. And that you can go, I believe wowinsider.com will take you to it, but it's also wow.joystick. That's J O Y S T I Q.com. I write. Oh, Lord, a little bit of everything on the website. But um, if you're interested in the lore stuff, at the top of the page, there's a drop down that says lore. And you'll want to click on know your lore. I write it on Sundays. And then we have Matthew Rossi who writes it on Wednesday. And he is just as like, you know how I can recite it. He can do the same thing. Right, you get the two of us in the newsroom with a with a patch that releases new lore information. Uh, and it's like watching what it what it. Maticus, one of our writers, he writes the priest column and does some other stuff for us. He was in there late one night when a bunch of 5.2 lore came out. 
<laughs> and Rossi and I were in the newsroom, right? And we're just going back and forth and back and forth going, okay, well, if, if this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And we're just like bouncing things off of each other, right? Because that's what we do. And Atticus is watching this and he's like, it's like watching a pro-level Chinese ping pong tournament. <laughs> Because I can't even follow what they do. It's just boom, 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 boom. I don't even know what's going on, man. But it's pretty cool. You know? <laughs> How funny. So, yeah. Um, I write it on Sundays. Rossi writes it on Wednesdays. And he does just as good a job, if not better, than me in plenty of aspects. Um, and that we generally try to information um, and, and keep everybody up to date. But, I mean, if you just click on Know Your Lore, it'll separate it into a list for you. So you can go back indefinitely and read all the way from the beginning if you want to. Oh, man, that'd be so good. Which um, I have. I do read your column, by the way. Well, thank you. I, I, liked, <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I, I really liked the, 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 uh, the tinfoil hat one you'd put out recently. So The tinfoil hat ones are kind of fun. <laughs> um, I never know if I'm right or not. And then when I end up being right, I get very surprised and delighted. And I've been right more often than not. It's really weird. I'm like, okay, so am I just really good at predicting this stuff, or are they? Is, are they oh, reading oh, my blog? <laughs> no, I think I think it's just I because I know all of this stuff so well. When you know a story well enough, right? And this goes for any story out there, any book series, any anything. When you read it, if you look for the patterns. Authors have patterns. Creators have patterns that they follow. There's like a cycle that they go through. You know, they always have that one thing that they repeat over and over again, right? Sure. I've gotten really, really good about looking at Warcraft and going, okay, so we have this and this and this. This is left open-ended. And when something similar happened to this two years ago, they did this thing. So that means that this is going to happen. Uh, And, yeah, it's just it's tying those loose threads together and going, okay, logically speaking, this is probably where they're going to go. See, and I I didn't think that I was right this expansion, really. Cuz Kosak, Dave Kosak is um he's the lead quest designer. Wonderful, wonderful man, very chatty. Interviewing him is a delight. Um he he came out Rossi and I when we got on the Miss of Pandaria beta, right? Um, do you mind my spoiling some 5.2? Absolutely not. Spoiler alert. Uh, let me see what I can do there. Here. There. That's good enough. Ooh, isn't that clever? <laughs> <laughs> you have a little sample board. That's kind of cool. <laughs> and, uh, so when Rossi and I got on the beta, a Mr. Pandaria beta, we were playing around. We were taking in all of this stuff and going, wow, this is so cool. Wow, what's up with these Mogu? Wow, what's up with these Pandarin, right? Um, they finally opened the Veil of Eternal Blossoms. It took them a while to open it. And when they opened it, we went in and um, I found the big lake in the middle. And I was like, Rossi. And he came over and I came over and I'm like, would you look at this? And he's like, yeah. I said, this is the Well of Eternity. And he goes, no. Yeah. I like, yeah, it's like a section. It looks just like it. It looks like the one that's up in Hyjal right now. It looks like the sun, you know, it looks like. It looks like the Well of Eternity. So then we were like, well, then what's up with the Mogu? Because the Mogu, maybe the Mogu are Titan constructs, because that would be really weird. What if they were Titan constructs and they were just trying to organize the continent, right? And, and then they, like, fell apart for some reason or lost their purpose or got corrupted or I don't know, but that'd be pretty neat. Well, Kosak came out in a few interviews and he said, no, the Mogu just learned how to use this technology. And I was like, oh, bummer, because that totally invalidates the tinfoil hats that we wrote. <laughs> like, yeah, these guys are Titan constructs. And dude, isn't this neat, right? We're like, oh, okay. So Kosak kind of invalidated that. Oh, well, 
man, I've lost my touch, right? And I was starting to feel like I had totally lost my touch. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. (laughs) I'll just write more stuff about Cthulhu because everybody really likes that. (laughs) 5.2 comes out. First thing that shows up in 5.2 is voice files from Cho, Lorewalker Cho, saying, the Mogu were Titan constructs. And both Rossi and I are like, oh, Oh, called it. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm kind of like reassured. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, my meter is not off. It's just they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> the tinfoil hat stuff is some of the most fun to write. Because we just make up stuff. Like sure. Alun, Naru, we just make that up. You know, It's like, well, what if? What if? That's all we're doing is we're just asking what if. And the purpose isn't to confuse people. At least not for me, anyway. I don't know for us. <laughs> purpose is more to make people think because like I said, you know, I, I was babbling out that big long story and that was barely touching the surface, right? Mm-hmm. People don't think about that. They don't think about the lore. They don't think anything about the game that they're playing. And I, I like the idea of critical thinking. I like the idea of story analysis. I like the idea of getting people to think about this stuff that they're doing rather than just kind of mindlessly doing it. So even if they don't agree... And there are plenty of people that don't agree. Oh my gosh, there are so many people that hate the idea that a loon is an R, right? (laughs) Totally hate the idea. That's okay, because they're still thinking about it. And they're looking for ways that it won't fit. And other people are looking for ways it will fit. And the point is, the point is, they're looking. And they haven't done it before, you know? And and I I like getting people engaged in that way. So yeah, that's why I do what I do. Cool. So if people can listen to you on WoW Insider, you guys put that out every Monday? That's when I listen to it, so I guess it comes yeah. over the weekend. WoW Insider show, uh, we record on Mondays, and then it just sort of goes up at some point during the week. Um, we link it on the sidebar, and it gets posted wherever. There's actually, if you go to wowinsider.com, uh, there's a button on the side that says the WoW Insider show, and if you click on that, it'll take you to the latest episode. Either that, or you can subscribe to it via iTunes. Yep. I have your RSS feed, so it just kind of shows up, and I go there. It is, and I hit the button. So there you go. So thank you for for uh, making my commutes to work that much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, and thank you so much again for for being on the show tonight, and uh, and just imparting and sharing your knowledge. It's been fun. Anytime, and if you you know if you ever want me to come back and like explain things further, or if you have any more of those questions that you don't quite have an answer to, please feel free to let me know. Oh, I think we're going to have you back on to play a little round of what we call AOE with uh, Freckleface. It's a trivia game that we have. Oh, see, I'm really good at trivia. (laughs) See, but the cool thing about this one is you don't have to be exactly right. You just have to be more right than the other person. All the answers are numerical. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Numerical? Numerical. How do you play that? Oh, easy stuff like, you know, what's the, uh, the most amount of slots in a bag and currently in the game? Oh, okay, stuff like that. Yeah, I might not be so good at that. No, one. no, because some of them are easy. Like, how many continents are there? You know, how many? How I've I've had stuff about you know how many wars there were. You know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So you'd be good at that. So, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, BlizzCon last BlizzCon, I I finally got. They have a lore challenge thing there every year, where you can go up and you 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 can like win stuff by answering trivia questions, and, and you're up there against like two other people. I finally got into that. You had like volunteer for it or whatever, 
you know, answer a question correctly and they pick you to go up there. So I finally get up there. Every lore question I got, I was like, oh, I'm really good at this. Oh, I'm really good at this. Except for one. And the one that I answered incorrectly was actually one that I had written an article about. (laughs) Right? I just got the my wires crossed and I was like oh man okay but that one didn't knock me out of the game what knocked me out of the game was then they were like okay now we're going to talk geography oh I'm bad and I'm like <laughs> dude I know wars I know timelines I know stories I don't know where silver whatever lake is at <laughs> dang it so I got kicked out I got uh, or I got I didn't get kicked out. I I lost. <laughs> well, at least it didn't cite your article as their point of reference when they. You know. No, the thing is, too, it was like the article was correct. It was just I remembered it wrong. Wow, me. And I was like, how could I forget that? I just wrote about that last week. <laughs> I'm such a moron. Anyway, all right. So thank you so much again for coming out and being part of our show. I'll give you even some more applause, and I'll even throw in some music. Well, hey, Freckleface, what do you say we play a game of AOE? Well, I think it depends on who it's with. Well, I'm going to say Xantar, since that's who's on the line with us right oh, now. Oh, I think I'm down for that. All right. Well, Xantar, welcome to HearthCast. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? We're doing great. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and what you play and how you play and, uh, and what, you're, what you're growing on your farm. Um, so I am kind of all over the map. I'm an arcane mage by, uh, by profession. Well, I guess not for pe- profession technically. Um, I've been playing for eight years almost. So since way back when, once upon a time in fairy tale land, um, Jesus was a cowboy, donkeys wore a straw hat. That's, you know, things along that such nature. Um, I'm growing on my farm, nothing but song bell, um, plants so I can rock me some living steel transmits and, um, basically plunder everyone's pockets for gold. Those are really big in 5.2. Yeah. I'm going to make a lot of money off people. That's unfortunate for them, but beautiful for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now Um, I was listening to you on Holy Shat and did I hear correctly? You came down to Orlando and you did not like it. That is correct. Um, I was in Orlando, it was, it must have been February 2010, Oh, and it was colder in Orlando here than here it was in Edmonton. Hmm. And I said, what is this? I come to America's Wang, and it's colder than it is in Canada. What are these shenanigans? What is happening here? You brought it with you, clearly. Seriously. (laughs) I was like, I'm seeing palm trees, and and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not far off from seeing snow in palm trees. (laughs) <laughs> that would be the day. People would just ride in the streets if it snowed here. Well, I'll tell you, in 1990, when I was uh, in my senior year uh-huh. of high school in here in Central Florida, we had, what is less than a snow flurry? Light snow? When it doesn't stick to the ground? It doesn't even get to the ground. It's just in the air. Like, oh, it doesn't even uh, make it. Like, it's not even not even a yeah, flurry. We don't really even have a name for that here, even though it's really common. Y'all just call it outside up in Canada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. we, we call that summer. Right? <laughs> so I'm at I'm at the school bus because yeah, I was one of those seniors that at that time had to ride the bus. Loser. Thank you. And so I'm there. I'm like, man, where is everybody? And like, where's the bus? I'm like, the bus is late. And they're like, everybody else is late. I'm like, you know what? And I went back to my house. Sure enough, they canceled school. <laughs> Because oh, of man. of a Canadian summer. 
<laughs> I have never been. I've never seen snow uh, or snow like cancel school ever. Really? And the coldest I remember it ever being in winter, like it's the most I ever remember it snowing in one day was something like three feet, <gasps> and it was minus probably about thirty five before the wind chill, which is about thir- minus thirty five Fahrenheit. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. If so you like can with still see, you can go to school. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Like, we have, it snowed here yesterday about a foot, and I drive around the city constantly for my job, and it's just normal to me. <laughs> I think it. if that happened, half the USA would self-implode. Yeah. Stay inside, huddle down, play well. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody <laughs> would hold their guns tightly and hope for better days. <laughs> America. 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 Land yep. of the free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so braided for quite a long time. I was really, really hardcore at one once upon a time, mostly during um, BC and Wrath. Did a lot of hardcore raiding during Vanilla, but it was kind of on and off. Um, these days, pretty casual. I have way too many games that I want to play and have created a backlog in my Steam library. So now I maybe, like, put, I don't know, maybe like five, ten hours a week into WoW, which to me is light, <laughs> considering once yeah. upon a time I was putting like 45 hours a week into WoW. Yeah. Yeah. That's a difference. So, yeah. 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 Well, and I think at my worst was when we were raiding Trial of the Chant, her Crusader, and I was raiding, oh man, it must have been 25 hours a week I would spend in a raid. Ooh. <laughs> like a full part-time job in the raid itself. Not even counting alts or gold making or... Yeah, or like prepping for raid or like... Yeah, no, that was bad. Yeah, we did like four or five nights a week of like four to five hours. Wow. Yeah. That's that's intense. Not proud of those days. (laughs) Not proud. But now, yeah, just mainly LFR. I haven't done um, like a regular or heroic raid in probably like two or three tiers. Wow. But it's okay with me. You know, yeah. they've made it nice to be casual, so I still get, like, as a huge lore buff, it's it's cool to be able to see the content and, you know, just kind of go at my pace and, you know, still get my tier sets that look cool and see the bosses and, you know, I love how they're doing all the more staggered, um, you know, lore progression each patch and it's made it uh, pretty fun for my, my changing gaming habits. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so I've got a massively important question for you. And I have a massively non-important answer. Well, we're changing things up a little bit, and you're going to be the first person to actually make this decision. Ooh. So for Hearthcast AoE, are you going to play normal mode or heroic mode? Oh, man. Do I go back to my roots? Ah, see what I did there? (laughs) 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 Um, We're here all week, people. Yeah, exactly. You can find me at. Um, I'm going to go heroic mode. You were going heroic mode, which means you're playing against Freckle Faye. So, Freck, give me the sheet that I write on. and um, <laughs> It's written on with human blood. It is. And as she takes her leave, uh, listen to this right here. Get ready to play Hearthcast AOE. The game where you don't have to be exactly right to win. Here are the rules. Caller, you go first. Players get two points for being closer to the right answer. 
and four points for being exactly right. If both players' answers are the same, the players split the points. In the event of a tie, we go to the time card. The player with the fastest time wins. All right, so got timer in hand. These questions, by the way, all come from Wow Wiki, or the answers and questions both do, and um, they're all about the warlock. And time starts. Oh man, I'm <laughs> so doomed already. <laughs> no, you know, I think you'll be surprised. Some I've made relatively easy on purpose because I know not a lot of people really know a whole lot about warlocks. So that Other being than said, the mages. <laughs> who said that? Uh, time will begin now. Question number one. How many specializations can a warlock have? Three. Question number two. How many class mounts may a warlock attain? One. Question number three. Well, technically two if we go epic, but... <laughs> uh, how many minions... I'll give you that too since you corrected enough time there. How many minions can a warlock summon? Oh, um, I'd want to say five. All right. Question number four. How many health stones can a warlock carry at once? I think if talent three. And question number five. How many minutes is the cooldown on the warlock's soul stone? 15 minutes. And time. Woo. Right under a minute. That's awesome. So let me wave at the freck. Freck. Freck of fate. I'm going to throw something at her. <laughs> oh. You can I, throw a chaos bolt at I her. I didn't. I threw Velcro and it stuck in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> is that not what Velcro is made for? I, I mean, think if so. it's not, this is news to me. I, I don't know. That's um, what we use it up here in Canada for. She was like all jamming over there. Hi. The jamming. She's, we're jamming, <laughs> and we hope you like jamming, too. Well, that's what I you, do. You have uh, a piece of Velcro on your hair. Oh. Oh. <laughs> she doesn't even know. No, she does now. That's the best part. <laughs> Velcro, I mean, it's stuck. You couldn't find something else? Uh, well, you know, would you rather me throw the, the cough drops, the timer, or a soft piece of Velcro at you? <laughs> I guess. Or the keyboard. You, oh, yeah, Ooh. you were jamming over there. I was. And, yeah, so... Yeah. Well, there you time go. to turn it into a video cast. Yeah, we should. I believe oh. we should. <laughs> <laughs> did you do all right? Are they hard? I think I, I think I did pretty good. Okay. It's it's hard, and things have changed so much in the last while with Warlock, so it kind have. of throws me off. Okay. All right, Frank. All these questions have to do with the Warlock. What? Yes. I don't play a Warlock. Uh, me yeah, neither. neither uh, okay. So. All right. And of course, you know, they all come attributed by oh, uh, Wiki. So the time starts now. Freckle face question number one How many specializations can a warlock have? Three. Question number two How many class mounts may a warlock obtain? Two. Question number three How many minions can a warlock summon? Uh, wait, does that count copies of them or different types? Different types. Oh, so, yeah, okay. like the spawn of imps doesn't count. Okay, so no, five of those. Imp and the succubus and the blue guy and the five. Okay. Question number four: How many hellstones can a warlock carry at once? Three. 
Question number five. How many minutes is the cooldown on the Warlock's Soul Stone? Uh, Fifteen. And time. Woo! Oh, man. Ooh. You paused there and did some counting, Freckleface. I just want to... Yeah. Wow, that's a... What if you edited WowWiki? <laughs> to, yeah. to make it yeah, my I answer. Just you went could. And oh, my goodness. can have every mount. And it's a class <laughs> mount. They're all class mounts. Yeah. Uh, and all, well, as as we all know, in, in at least the Hordalies know, that as a warlock, all trinkets are warlock trinkets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I will roll need on any trinket I see. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> it's right. a warlock Warlocks trinket. Warlocks are the new hunters, basically. <laughs> hey. Yes. <laughs> all right, let's look at these answers here. Okay. Uh, I asked you guys these questions about Warlocks. Got all the answers from Wild Wiki. First question I asked you guys is, how many specializations can a Warlock have? Uh, Xantar, you said three. Freckleface, you said three. The correct answer is three. So you guys split the points. That's same for everybody. Nope. Druids. No? Oh, Druids. Yep, they have four now. Oh. You're- Guardian. Hmm. Question number two. I said, how many class mounts may a warlock obtain? Xantar, after uh, some thought, you uh, you said two before I moved on to the next question, so I gave that one to you. Freckleface, you very quickly said two. The correct answer is two. That would be, by the way, the Felsteed and the Dreadsteed. Regular and uh, fast ones. Yep, so you guys yeah. both split the points. It's four to four. Ooh. Close on this one. Question number three. I said, how many minions can a warlock summon? Xantar, you said five. Freckleface, you said five. The correct <laughs> answer is actually eight. Oh. What? So, yeah, you were both wrong, but you got it right, so you both split those points. You get one point one each. Point, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be the Imp, the Voidwalker, the Felguard, the Succubus, the Eye of Kilrog. How could you guys forget about the Eye of Kilrog? What? Uh, what? The Fell Hunter, <laughs> the Infernal, and my and the Doom Guard. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody I forgot Infernals yeah. and I forgot Doom Guards. Yeah. Oh, I, was, you, I knew some big fire guy. Yeah. <laughs> some big. Because nobody ever uses it. Oh, you're kidding! I use it every time I'm on off of cooldown. Well, I guess these days, yeah. I'm thinking once upon a time. Oh yeah. If I'm out, Candy it's line. out. So, hey, then I asked you guys, how many Hellstones can a Warlock carry at once? Uh, Xantar, you said three. Freckleface, you said three. So, and the correct answer, I should give you guys that, right? It's three. It's the same for everybody, right? So, no, no. No, yeah, no. You guys pick up one Hellstone, don't you? No, we get three now. Whoa. Yeah, you're not special. I'm being way too I thought they only could if they talent for it. I didn't know I could pick up three. I barely use them anyways. Uh, it's gumballs. People I know, love gumballs. But I just don't take damage. Oh, uh, there's that. I'm I'm one of those rare mages. Is <laughs> you too far away? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't I just don't go into the, the area like, that the boss is in. I'm on the edge of my range zone right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One step yeah. back, everything turns well, red. So if you're in a if you're in a position where you have to use it, it's probably not gonna yes. do you any good. I use mine all the time. Yeah. Anyhow, question number five, I said how many minutes is the cooldown on the Warlock's Soulstone? Uh, Xantar, you said 15. Freckleface, you said 15. The correct answer is 15. You guys split Yay. the points. So, so what's the score? The score is currently 9 from our buddy Xantar to Freckleface, 
nine. What? We go to the time. Oh. Oh, man. Pressure. <laughs> I asked the questions as Antar, and he took 59 seconds, 0.59, making him just shy under one minute. Freckleface, you took your time on some answers. You counted, mm-hmm. you know, my fingers, the warlock, the pets. Yeah. yeah. And you came in with a time of... That. <laughs> 45 seconds, point six oh, six, oh, Keeping your damn. record alive. <laughs> oh, wow. That was so close. No kidding. I'm surprised Holy. you guys knew that much about Warlocks. Yeah. I really I was know. surprised, too. Trust me. That was crazy. I don't think we've had a game where we had the same answers. All the way down. All the way yeah. down. Yeah. And like the tiebreaker of 15 seconds difference. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That was intense. My just, heart is beating <laughs> out of my chest right now. We just oh. think too much alike. Oh. Oh. Wow. I need to go. But it was, it was heroic mode, though. That was heroic mode. That's right. Yes. I take I take uh, full credit for being, uh, a, uh, I, I think, was what was a great first heroic attempt. Absolutely. I agree. Almost down the I agree. boss. You, you yeah. almost did, yeah. yeah. Almost down the heroic boss on the first try. That's not bad. That's something to write home about there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going ed- to write a thesis on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's been... Anyhow, hey, Xantar, why don't you tell people how to get a hold of you on the internet? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at the Xantar, T-H-E-X-A-N-T-A-R. Um, you can email me at our show, which is holy chat at uh, holy chat podcast at gmail.com with two T's in chat. Um, and you can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, um, or live at, at live.holyshat.com at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. And why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown on what you guys do there at Holy Chat? Yeah, so we kind of cater to the masses. We try and help uh, beginners that are new to the game, as said in our intro, um, our intermediate players to get comfortable and for experts to share their knowledge. So we cover news, 101s, um, we get guests in, we talk about random things about Canada being cold and how I'm a frost mage by nature. Uh, anything and everything, wow, basically. Very cool. So how I do you- suck at PvP. And how do you feel about mouse over macros? Um, I feel amazing about them. I don't feel about amazing about my ability with them. Oh. <laughs> well, well said. Very well said. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and trying our first heroic run. And uh, that was fun. A lot of fun. Thanks yeah, for taking your time out of your busy schedule up north and uh, sharing some of our sunshine down here. No worries. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a blast. If you want to play AoE against myself or Root, you can use the speak pipe on our website to leave us a voicemail and make sure that you leave us your email so that we can contact you. We are usually in the studios on Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. So if that time works for you and you want to set up a time to be on AoE, just send us a voicemail. And you get to play either normal mode or heroic mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm normal. <laughs> It's the only time I can say that. <laughs> oh, don't so laugh so true. much at that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, man. You know, Freck, I um, was a little surprised. Um, I thought that we would not get any more confessions. Because, you know, first was just confessions and 
but now there's penance. Yes. Well, you have to, you have to, um, to close it up. You got to make amends. You got to, you have to have closure to it. You have to have closure. And and penance does that. Yes. But much to my surprise, we actually do have some confessions this week. Hi guys. So I have a confession. Over the years with my priest, especially with the introduction of Leap of Faith and Void Shift, I have found great pleasure in just killing my group members. As the healer, I'm supposed to keep them alive, but the fun of life gripping them into the fire, Void Shifting a main tank when I'm at no health and he's at full health, it's just too funny. Um, I've done it in PvP, I've done it in PvE, I've done it in LFR, I've done it in actual raids, um, normal and heroic, and it's too fun. That's my confession. <sighs> Not doing your job as a healer. <laughs> Dude, opposite of your job. Opposite of your job. If you want to make amends for your misdeeds, you must spend two hours running low-level content... Whether that is normals that you're way over geared with, or lower level, or lower level things, you have to spend two hours, and you need to heal as best you can to make as smooth as run as possible. Oh, so you talking about he has to go on low level runs with people? Yes, on okay. things that will things that will not benefit him. So he can't team mog out of this. Can't team oh. You cannot roll in any loot. Oh, wow. You were just there to heal and be supportive. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. But that's what you got to do to make up for all those times that you took advantage of people. <laughs> took advantage of their trust in you <laughs> as the healer. <laughs> I probably should take it as too far. <laughs> you must make amends. <laughs> By helping out the lobbies and by receiving nothing in return. Wow. Gee, now, I know I'm not supposed to do this. I know you hate it when I do this, but you're sitting there so quaint right now. <laughs> you're just all perched back in your chair like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, Mama Hen so proud of herself for passing judgment down. Mm-hmm. Judge Freckleface. Uh, Mama Freck said no. <laughs> Mama Freck said no. That's a hit, child. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's. Well, all right, folks. If you want to send in your confessions and have uh, Mama Freck pass judgment. <laughs> <laughs> on you, then uh, you could do so. Just use our speak pipe, a uh, little widget on our webpage. Uh, it completely anonymizes it. We don't see who it's from. We don't have to put your email, you don't put your name. We have no idea who it is. And don't worry about disguising your voice because uh, Freck or I will take care of that in post production so that it doesn't sound like you. And Unless you want to speak in a crazy accent like our caller did to disguise his real voice. How do you know you did that? What if that's his real accent? Then, you, you know. Well, I, no one talks like that. Come on. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> no self-respecting wow player. 
especially when the life grips their people in the yeah. lava pits. <laughs> oh, man. So what is coming up for us this uh, coming week? Well, don't forget to take advantage of your carousel rep. Thank you. Darkmoon Fair is going on. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that, so thank yeah. you so much. We also have the Firkin and Kegler Wow meetup that is coming up this week. They need a carousel there. That would be fun. They do, although there's, I think there's one not too far. Sometimes they have a oh, fair man. set up. I ain't going to those, man. <laughs> no way. Those carnies scare me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be any scarier than the actual Darkman Fair, though. Oh, yeah, it can. Really? Yeah. Do you have to take 40 people and fight a huge bunny? No, but I know that when I'm in a dark moon fair, no bodily harm is going to come to me. IRL. Oh, IRL. So, well, true. Yeah, there you go. I might get chipped at the other one. Unless Gore makes that chair for me. In which yeah. case, the tactile feedback chair. <laughs> Sounds amazing. No, it doesn't. Because he wants what to hook. gave you massage? If Okay, a tactile <gasps> feedback chair that is giving you a massage freck would mean you would have to be really messing up. Because oh. cause mm. if you're in like GTFO and it goes, you know, you know yeah. he's in one little right on the back. Yeah. Okay, you're talking about or some kind of massage thing. So if you're doing that, what are you standing in? Like a river of poop? <laughs> <laughs> Rapids? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Uh. If you want a massage while you're playing well, I will bring you my little shiatsu chair massage thing. Hmm. I take you up on that. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'll bring it in. All right. I will. Okay. All right. Bring it. I'll bring it. Bring it. <laughs> I, I don't. Do we have it? You would might fit in one of these chairs here. Yeah. Yeah. It might. I can tell you where not to take it. Where? I had it in my car for a road trip. Okay. Yeah, and it, it kind of. I mean, you don't sit right in it when you're in a car. Were you driving? Uh, no, we had it in the passenger oh. seat. Yeah. So, just didn't work. Just it did, but it wasn't as cool as I thought it'd be. Oh. So, but anyhow, uh, Ferkin and Kegler next week. Uh, fun prizes for all the kids. Come out and see us. And uh, anything else? And that's Friday night. Friday night. Oh yeah. Six p.m. Six p.m. Hang out for a little bit. I know you want to hang out later, but that's my raid night. Yeah. Yeah. But mini bowling, rollerball. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna we do, do it. That. Okay. We're yeah. Gonna do it. You've got the the. They have the game cards. You've got those. So. I do. Yeah. So because I always forget them. <laughs> I have my Should coupon I? wallet. <laughs> um, the Hearties. I'm still looking for our next candidate. You cannot win them. You can only earn them. Yeah, I've got my eye on somebody right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Safety one sent us a picture of him sleeping with his. Sleeping with it, really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Cool. I guess you can. They're plush. They are plush. You can sleep with it. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Who took the picture? That I don't know. That's creepy. Not really, but, you know. <laughs> I often wonder that when I see a picture. I'm like, who took that picture? Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Like, I remember once seeing a picture of the first camera. Hmm. How you get a picture of the first I camera? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here's a picture of the first camera being built. Well, how did they take a picture? <laughs> they meant to the mirror shot, I guess. No, but the camera to the side. It was a profile view of it. It really bothered me. Hmm. You can tell that I'm really bothered by that. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of upsetting, actually. Yeah, I know. I want to cry. Huh. <laughs> no, I'm just confused. <laughs> I did not mean to confuse you. I'm sorry. 
Also, be sure to check out all the wonderful podcasts in the WOW Podcast subreddit. That's over at, at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash wow podcasts, plural. Check that out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of really great podcasts can be found there, such as Vote to Kick with our buddy Synergy and his crew, The Training Dummies with Hinda Hoofed and Hot Pox, and uh, hey, go over to egonetworks.com as well because you can check out all their podcasts that they've got there. There's, uh, they're starting to expand the blog, uh, so we actually have new and original content there on a weekly basis. It's a it's a really cool family, really too cool group to be with. So uh, go check them out and uh, support those guys out there. They're, they're doing a lot of cool things. I want to give a shout out to our iTunes reviewers. Thank you for those. And on Twitter to Zandara, Evelix, Jessica Chaos, and Delorfin AIE. Also shout out to Amajade. I started re- reading the, uh, the 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 thread there. Please don't leave. Wow. I oh just, no! Yeah, you need the Warlock blog. I'm yeah. not even Warlock, but I read it. I know. So yeah, I mean, there's times you just need to take a step back, and I get that. But you know, we, don't leave. Yeah, don't. Please don't, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. Besides, you, you you get all your cool little, you know, the bumpers and the voice. You got the voice, man. You need the voice. Yeah, I do. He just needs to come back over here and play another round of AOE. Think so, that'll get in the mood. It will. Yeah. It will. So I'm going to send him a tweet and tell him you just need to come play OE. That's all there is to it. Be part of next week's show by sending your questions, comments, or any other feedback. You can send an email to contribute at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. My personal Twitter is at hearthcastfreck. Roots is at hearthcastroot. Or you can send us a voice message on our website using SpeakPipe, which requires no registration or installation. We'd again like to thank our sponsor for Season 5. That is OpenRaid. Hey, you know what? Do more with OpenRaid. All you need to do is go over to OpenRaid.us for the United States or OpenRaid.eu for the EU. Give them your battle tag. Sign up. When you do first sign up, a little bit of a hint here. Make sure you're by your computer and like you can log into WoW. Because it's going to verify your account by asking you to remove a little piece of armor or your cloak or some random piece of gear. That's just to make sure you are who you say you are. Once you have an account, you can do what I did and jump in a, uh, a Shaw group instantaneously. Sign up for raid. Go get that mount that you always wanted. Like, you know, like Freck got hers from AQ. She didn't do hers through open raid. But I got my, uh, I got what, man? I, got, I went and did all of Firelands through open raid and I got my Corrupted Firehawk. I went and did all of Heroic uh, Dragon Soul through open raid and I got my Twilight Harbor. Yeah, that thing yeah. and all my achievements. Um. Oh, I went to Alduar, and I did that, and I got the ironclad proto Drake for awesome. doing all those. And that was only like two hour run. I mean, so there's so much to do, and that Drake is cool too, the proto Drake that is. Um, so go check them out, get involved with them. It's it's great. So they got a chat room too. It's kind of cool. Kind of cool for on the fly stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or just you just want to hang out and chat with people. Oh, cool. You know, talk wow stuff, whatever. They do that there, or you know, you got questions about stuff. So go check them out and have fun with that. Hey, you know what? You can find HearthCast over on iTunes. You can uh, find us on Stitcher Radio as well. Give us a thumbs up there. Or if you just, you know, want to drop your RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app, you can do that as well. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. For HearthCast.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Root and Freckleface next week
Although that's kind of shag music. Lower key, if it were shag. <laughs> no, it said yeah. the button says shag, so it has to be right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I ran into a situation where that was playing, well, <laughs> you'd be like, I, I gotta go. <laughs> I got, I gotta go. Like I, don't my, cat, me. my cat's <laughs> drowning. <laughs> don't hear my raid say, team calling. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I totally forgot. We're doing like cha tonight. <laughs> Again. Have to go. <laughs> Again. Again. Uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm going to... 